Halloween's coming. What are you going to do about it? Say happy Halloween. Again, happy Halloween. Get your hands on the spooky soundstage. Halloween. A time for children. Parties. Good times. <laughs> Halloween was a special time. Until the invasion of the podcast. Welcome to the world of terror. Tales of horror that will give you the creeps. Goblins. Werewolves. Stephen King. Vampires. Erotic clown. The perfect treat for your little monsters. <laughs> Welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we try to take over the world one listener at a time. My name is Paul, and it, it's our spooky, spectacular uh, near Halloween episode. And I'm joined by many guests, so let's get into it here. We got uh, Terry, uh, the Catman, uh, is joining me from Strange Highways. Yeah. Hello, folks. Yeah, uh, it, it is. Uh, it is a pleasure to be here and talk about something tonight. Yeah, <laughs> something indeed. And then I'm also joined by a friend of the show and um, uh, sne- sneakily, uh, my other podcast husband, Richard, the Spaceman. Back. <laughs> <laughs> and making his first appearance on Evasion of the Podcast, uh, the wonderful, amazing, always awesome uh, Dynamo Mars as the Star Child. I forgot what Star Child says. <laughs> I think that's the line, if I remember right. Uh, and yeah. then we, that's it, right? Uh, and then just like yeah. just uh, single, um, like Atari, like looking eye beams, whatever shit out of right. his eyes, right? He, yeah. he shoots people with his eye beams so he can hear them. Better. Yes, that's exactly how that works. And then joining us, last but not least, is the Algoro, the demon. Give me all of your money. Wow, that's a really uncanny impression of that, him. That, yeah, you know, I, I'd like to try to get right to the core of my subject, and I think that's a perfect encapsulation of Gene Simmons. Yeah, yeah, um, I, th- I, th- I, th- I, th- I think that's a line from every movie he's ever actually appeared in, too. Well, if not, uh, if not during the film, certainly during the contract negotiations at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I just and after and I was about to ask: yes. Are you permitted to say his name without having to ship him at least fifty dollars? Oh, yeah, uh, the uh. check is in the mail. Gene, the check is in the mail. Okay. I just, I'm gonna just, I, I'm, I'm sure that you're gonna question his, um, his complete inability to sell anything in terms of like when he got punched in the stomach, he just no sold all of it all the time. Uh-huh. No, you see that? I believe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. believe. I mean, I believe, I believe that he is some, some sort of you know kung fu badass. It's just you know a very greedy one. Yeah, just yeah. With those boots that they, they all can move so quickly and with so much agility. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna be talking about uh, the, 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 the TV, uh, made for TV movie, Kiss meet the fam of the park um we'll talk about how we got this selected because it was something that terry and i were talking about in the other show that we do but before we get there um i just want to ask everybody like how how their how's their spooky season going because i know one of us is uh overachieving but let's start with mars your first time the show how's your spooky season treating you you know it's a little inconsistent this year um uh, i do not as ambitious as uh my uh 
barbarian friend El Goro, but I've been doing a 31 days this year on my transmissions from Mars blog. Mm -hmm. And I would say it's about 90% movies. Uh, you know, I do some comics and, uh, some music or whatever else sprinkled in there. But, um, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't hit like a first time knockout yet this year. Okay. So like nothing's really just kind of blown you away yet. No, I haven't like, I haven't like broke that, like, uh, that five jack-o'-lantern, uh, barrier. I've been hovering around the four. Uh, I've seen a few good things. Talk to me was quite good. And, um, mm, yes, I watched yes. a movie from 2010. I think it is, uh, an ultra low budget thing called devil's rook. Um, that I, uh, I enjoyed a bunch. Uh, it's kind of like a, uh, a suburban take on a, like Lucio Fulci style film. Hmm. Uh, uh, it was quite good. And, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, not that I've watched, you know, anything necessarily bad, but you know, nothing, nothing great. I will say I love the film cobweb, which I watched before, um, I started making my list. So I, I would highly recommend that. Very, very good movie. All right. But yeah. Other. Okay. And uh, well, Richard, we'll go to you since you are, you know, seems like you're in the know of things. I know you've also been watching a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. My uh, wife and I try to do a uh, scarathon every how or every October. She tasks me to get a list of movies based around whatever theme I try that year. And this year I did the uh, cheesy eighties horror movies. And I say cheesy in all air quotes because it's kind of, Relative to at the time, it was the scariest ever. Like the number one I have on here is Friday the Thirteenth, which back then, no. Now you kind of look at it and it, yeah, it shows its age, but not in a bad way. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, so, so far, our favorite, and you'd be pleased to hear this, uh, it, Paul, is the alligator. That, well, uh, that's, but for her, right? Because you show, because like I know you and I have uh, fallen in love with alligator when we, when we covered. Yes, it, like, yeah. Like but no, she ago. she loved it. Whenever I showed it to her, she's like, "Oh, this movie amazing! I can't believe it." Good man. Good yeah, speaking man. of Robert Forster, yeah, we yeah, talked about it previously. Forster, yeah. yes. <laughs> that's a joke for off mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but, no, alligator's a lot of fun. I like I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, punches above its weight in a lot of ways. So I'm glad that she liked oh, it. Did you yeah. did, 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 did you show her the uh, Joe Bob uh, commentary version of it? Uh, no, no, we just kind of stuck with the movie. We were on vacation at the time, so I didn't have all the bells and whistles I could pull out, all the stops. But, um, but yeah, Alligator was a hit. Uh, Motel Hell was another hit with the both of us. Um, I love that movie. That's, that's such yes. a goofy ass. Film. Oh, it is. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> so we had a cast reunion. Uh, we yeah. had a cast reunion here uh, in the Cleveland area. Uh, what last year, I believe it was. Um, yeah. And uh, that they were the the cast members that are still alive that were there were a lot of fun. Oh, right on. Nice. All right. And so yeah, I, yeah. I think oh. the only one that didn't work out for us is so far, or at least didn't work at least. Yeah. Like I said, for us was the stuff I could see where it was going, but if oh. uh, Cohen picked one out of three movies, he was trying to film at the same time. <laughs> I really would have liked yeah. it. Oh, the stuff is a lot of fun. I love that movie. I, I, a good double feature is that. And, uh, Halloween three, um, mm, like just so. because of the, 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 if anybody knows anything about either one of those films, you can see the connection, but, Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, I, yeah. The, first, though, the first time I ever saw the stuff, it was with a double feature with uh street trash, mm. which also mm. kind of works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, so yeah, Terry, what have you, I mean, like, I know you and I just talked like literally two days ago, but, um, so <laughs> what have you been into? So what have you been doing in the last 48 hours? Tell me minute by minute. <laughs> well, uh, uh, I, I got more Halloween buckets. Um, so, <laughs> I, I, yeah, so now I can snap my fingers at any time. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but do they have Jesus? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So let me. Okay. So let me tell. Let me tell Richard and, and Mars uh, what happened this morning. Uh, so, so I. Everybody loves these goddamn boo buckets, right? And it's like I'm like I. You know, fine. It's it's like oh, it's whatever. But like people are losing their minds over this. There's something about it. I understand that like it's it's not the hill to die on. But it's it's like it's like getting like something stuck in your teeth and you can't work it out. It's like this is what it's kind of that bothering me. I don't know what it is. It just bothers me. So. Um, a couple was a week and a half ago. My wife was going to go run some errands. She's like, I'm stopping McDonald's. Do you want anything? I'm like, why are you stopping McDonald's? She's like, it's right in the same plaza. I'm like, huh? Sure. Right. Um, so then, you know, what things went by, whatever this morning, I wake up to walk into my, my, my office here at home and there's a, a goddamn boot bucket sitting in my chair. Uh, it's the mummy bucket. Uh, but not only that, it's full of candy corn, like, which is the worst corn and the worst candy. Uh, but not only that too, it is, and here, Richard, you're going to get kicked out of this. They are Jesus harvest seeds, uh, <laughs> s- scripture candy, um, reaching the world one piece at a time. And it is these little bags of candy corn with Bible verses written on them. Like for, for it, is it? Is it like a fortune cookie where you bust open the candy and then you pull out a no Bible no 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 they, they want you oh. to get to the Jesus first so uh, okay. uh, so here I'll read you I'll read you this this Halloween treat here for by grace are you saved uh, through faith and not not of yourselves it is the gift of God and not of work works least any man should boast Ephesians twenty uh, sorry Ephesians two eight through nine. Happy Halloween everybody so hey um, if anyone if anyone knows Halloween. It's the Ephesians. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's be real. So, no. So, um, you know, I if, if, if anybody knows anything about me, I do like going for, like, the multi-tiered, like, joke. I really, really do. And, like, and, and my wife isn't normally, like, the one to, like, let things, like, lay. So, she, not only did she hit me with a boo bucket, she hit me with candy corn. And then it made it Jesus candy corn. So, there's three layers here of this. Um, it is... Like it's one of those, it's so well played that as frustrated as I am by it, you have to admire the beauty of it all. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just everybody, uh, that, that is around your area, like saw you through the window. They got up and started slow clapping, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. So anyway, sorry, sorry, Terry, you and your, your bucket talk continue. What else? What else yeah. I, I, I knew that was going to make me incense. Um, uh, I, it's uh so it's being the spooky season uh i try to dabble as much into all the things that are spooky uh movies music i mean i have a playlist that is like seven and a half hours long i've listened to it quite a bit but uh this year i have taken a little bit of a detour um because i'm in fantasy football so <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of fantasy football podcasts so yeah, I, 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 guess, I guess the spooky thing is uh, that I'm I'm still somehow in the race to to possibly win, um, yes. but yeah, it's a it's it's a thing. Um, but yeah, I, it, you know, I've been more focused on watching new movies as opposed to doing the 31 Days of Halloween um, kind of watch. It, it's not really it, it doesn't really work for my wife and I as far as like timing and everything because we have so much going on. I don't want to be the guy that's like. 
yeah, I guess I'm watching five films today to make up for the last five days that I couldn't watch one. So I just, that's, it's just not my style. So, but yeah, I've watched a a bunch of newer or new to me films. Like I I ended up watching the new Hellraiser recently. Um, I watched the Meg because I had not seen that. Um, And then I had just recently watched uh, uh, Stories to Tell in the Dark, which uh, was covered on our buddies podcast, which we both appeared on. So uh, a lot of good stuff and some mediocre stuff that I've watched recently. Okay. Uh, yeah, we did, uh, Terry and I, we did go uh, um, at the devil's ball with our friends, Nathaniel and Sam. I am. And we, and, and my wife was on there as well. And a couple other people. And we talked about the, the scary stories to tell in the dark film, which I had never seen before. I loved it. I thought that was a great little movie. Uh, and then, um, we talked about the book series as well, which I had never read any of those either. So it was a lot of fun. We'll post that information later. Uh, but, uh, El Goro, I mean, I know, I know you take the month off, so. Oh me- yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a complete slacker <laughs> when it comes to October. <laughs> He's on the beach right now as we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, you ever see the beginning of, uh, of, uh, Night of the Creeps? That's me yep. right there. <laughs> White suit and all. Yeah. So the fact that you're actually doing this is a minor miracle in my opinion, cause you're so busy with everything else. So I appreciate that. But yeah, please. Um, so I, but not only are you doing the things that you're doing, which you're going to mention, you found other things to keep cramming into, which I don't understand <laughs> that whatsoever, but please go ahead. Yeah. For, uh, those that aren't aware of what I like to call my seasonal insanity over on my main show, uh, talk without rhythm. I have a tradition that's been going now for, this is the 14th year that I've done this, which is my 31 days of Halloween where I select 31 horror films that I've never seen. I watch them one a day and then I record a podcast that gets released. Um, peel back the curtain. I actually kind of work ahead of the head of times on these things. So I'm not actually watching a film. Well, I am watching a film a day, but anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I watch a lot of fucking movies. Oh, damn it. There you go. I just, I already figured that's <laughs> going to so happen. Yeah, well, well, just, it's, it's Halloween. I watch a lot yeah. of movies in the month of October, <laughs> and I do a lot of podcasts in the month of October. And, uh, yeah, that's that's in addition to the main weekly shows that I do on the sh- on uh, Talk Without Rhythm. This uh, month, uh, picking up based upon what I did last year, wherein on the main episodes of the show, I was discussing the Friday the 13th films that I had not previously discussed on the show. Now I pivoted over to discussing the nightmare on Elm street films that I had not previously discussed. Then I got those cleared out. Then I moved on to the child's play films. Uh, in addition to that, I had this, I have the content that's going up on the page for my uh, very generous Patreon supporters where I was discussing, uh, psycho three and four. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot, there's been a lot of recording. <laughs> And a lot of podcasting, but also trying to, as you mentioned, to get, to get into a fair bit of other horror based media, including some uh, very excellent book that uh, had come highly recommended by quite a few people. And I think Richard, you may maybe even had put this on my radar when we talked at uh, Cinema Wasteland, Ooh, but I finally had the opportunity to read The Fisherman by John oh, Langan. Oh God. Langan's prose is so rich, so beautiful. God <laughs> Damn. That is such a fantastic book, by the yes. way. If, if I, I echo the words that I'm sure Richard said said to me, and also my uh, buddy Josh, who's on the Chromecast, he's a big Langan fan. Mm. But if you want just a superb piece of, yeah, it it does feel very Lovecraftian. Read The Fisherman by Langan. Yeah. It is fantastic. Yeah. It, uh, it, you read his stuff and you discover that there is no mistake that 
two of his biggest influences are Henry James and or and Henry James, M.R. James for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Lovecraft's there too. But he's also a huge King and Straub fan, especially Definitely. Straub. Yeah. Oh, de- oh, I could totally see the Straub. Oh, and now, yeah. now that you mentioned it, I mean, yes. uh, <laughs> you, you you could compare this to e- very easily to something like Ghost Story mm-hmm. and just how richly layered it is and the level oh, of yeah. characterization that, that's in it. It, it. It's it's definitely the feel-bad book of, <laughs> of the year. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> <There is. laughs> it's so wonderful, but at the same time, it'll tear your heart out and stomp on it while you're reading it. Oh. And so after no. I'm done reading the road, I'll read that. So that's great. There you go. Uh, pretty much, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then Terry will come the, over here. There you go. He'll come over here, and we're just gonna. I'm just gonna just hug him quietly for like 24 hours, and that's what's gonna happen. Now, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Then we'll watch Black Mirror together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll watch that White Christmas special again. That'll be really, really good, right? Uh, so, I, yeah. I, I will. Well, uh, real quick, I, I do want to say that there was a milestone that uh, El Goro had just. recently recently too and i did want to congratulate him on his 2000 film that he had covered so congratulations i don't think i've seen 2000 films in my life that's a hell of an achievement yeah thank you so much for that Uh, it was weird that it landed on a film like twisted illusions a straight to video shot on vhs film from 1985 but hey that's how it worked out. Well, it could have been that other uh, gentleman's. Uh, oh no, we I won't talk about yeah, 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 no, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we won't it, mention that because he doesn't deserve it. But yeah. Yeah. no, he, re- he really doesn't. I mean, he's dead now. But uh, yeah, that was actually that was actually a a, a weird and terrible piece of, of trivia to come across. And then I was speaking to friends that were actually very big fans of these kind of shot on VHS kind of films from the from the eighties. And they were like, "Man, I've seen this guy. I had no idea." <laughs> Sorry to ruin him for you, but he was a terrible person. <laughs> Sorry to cancel him. Cancel culture is coming for no. Uh, <laughs> no, I I it's it's a like and, and Marge, you can speak to this. I think um, I always look forward to the thirty one days when you do it uh, in, in your shows um i feel like it's a second job for me to listen to all the content that you put out let alone like try to like the idea of actually making it right like that's true i mean all i have to do is sit behind a mic you actually have to listen to the thing yeah i mean terrible. there's only so much like yard work and cooking i can do like it's just like i just you know i'm, I'm i've already well be, okay to be fair i did i am done with meal prep until sometime in march now because i've been listening to your stuff no i'm well, kidding you. uh no it's just <laughs> No, it's Plenty always apples that keep you busy. No, at least. No, yeah, thanks. No, um, I, I do. <laughs> yes, my backyard. It's as small as it is. It is a, it's a hellscape of apples that I have to pick up all the time. And I do backlog a lot of 31 days so I can, you know, like, I'm like, oh, if he's strong enough to do this, I'm strong enough to pick up apples. That's how I feel about so it. He's Not just really. saying he, uh, that uh, El Goro needs to do more episodes. Um, so he has something to entertain him while he picks up more apples. No, no, uh, no. Um, yeah. So, Stay busy. <laughs> so my neighbors, the, the, the last time I was out there doing it, they're like, the, the, our one neighbor, she's like, oh, I got to, you know, let me grab some before like you, you get rid of all of them. I'm like, please take as many as you want. And so like, she loves having the trees in the backyard because it provides shade and whatever. And like, we're, like we're, they're good neighbors. Right. But then like, was it a couple nights ago? She's like, I left something by your back door. She decided to make like muffins. Uh, with oh. the apple. So it was like, finally one goddamn good thing came out of those trees, uh, is, is the, like that she made like muffins for me and I ate them and I'm going to guess them some type of like John Carpenter body bag situation. I'm going to become a tree in a couple of days and not know it. That's what probably what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, I feel like you'd feel that. 
<laughs> maybe I don't know. Like I'd be like, oh, I'm feeling kind of happy today. I don't. Like, I just like 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 I would just slowly like uh, what was it like um like uh, a Junji Ito slug. I would just slowly just eventually root myself in the backyard and become a tree. Is that well, what happened? Speaking of Ito, um, yeah. in addition to the Langan, I've been um I'd I'd gone on a tear of just buying a bunch of Ito stuff, and uh, I've actually been going through some of it now because they've been sitting on my shelf too long. And yeah. Junji Ito is just fantastic, and these uh, I've been reading a lot of his short story compilations that uh, have been p- published by Viz Comics. With the, although occasionally they'll have a, like a longer run into them. Of particular interest was his adaptation of Frankenstein, which is a very very accurate to the book adaptation. But I will say this. I've seen a lot of different illustrated versions of the Frankenstein monster. I mean, obviously, uh, Bernie Wrightson's uh, stands out as one of the most superb visual representations of that creature. Nobody. The best. Yeah, I mean, the best in terms of capturing the pathos and just his art style. It's, it's fantastic. But nobody has done a more terrifying and repellent version of the Frankenstein monster than Junji Ito. It's one of those, when you see how Ito draws him, it all of a sudden makes perfect sense why everybody who sees this creature is absolutely horrified. That's all I say. I mean, look it up if you need to, but better better off just to buy it because it was a fantastic adaptation. Nice. Nice. That's exciting. Um, and also, too, like, yeah, you fit in um, a half marathon too. I just want to point out, like an actual half marathon of movies or whatever, like the last oh, weekend. Yeah. Well, I thought you were talking about running. It's like I don't do that. That's Stephanie. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're like, wait, running? That <laughs> it's like he's, that, those he's lazy. The, he's the tall one. <laughs> he's, the, <laughs> he's like running. Running is for people that aren't strong. Like whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't even make it. Well, unfortunately, we didn't even make it halfway through the marathon. But yes, there was. Uh, Cleveland's annual 12 hours of terror, uh, which usually happens every year. They had to skip the pandemic, but, uh, it's one of my favorite traditions, uh, living in Cleveland. And it's always, this is great little t- time where uh, they booked, uh, 12 hours worth of films that are much more manageable now that they've shifted the start time to two o'clock in the afternoon Absolutely. instead of going from yeah. eight to eight, like they used to. Yeah. The only downside with it, because Stephanie and I both go to those, we can't stay for the whole thing because we have animals and, you know, they have to actually be tended to and everything. But we still were able to get some good watches in. They had Slumber Party Massacre 2, and then they followed it up with uh, Final Destination 2, and then they followed it up with uh, Hereditary, and then they were going to go into the secret screening. But unfortunately, we had to drop after that because we'd been there for a while. But, uh, yeah, I, I love 12 hours of terror. One of these days I'll actually make it through an entire marathon. I just, it was one of those things that we had, um, plans for something else to attend. And then my wife and I weren't feeling well. So I just, like, mm-hmm. I just, we just stayed home. Like, like, instead, like, so it, like, it was one of those things like I, we didn't do anything. Like, so it wasn't like, wasn't like, sorry guys, can't make it to your party. I'm going to go to the movie theater. That'd been a dick move, but no, it's, we just stayed home. We were just kind of <laughs> like tapped out. But yeah, I just, uh, I think it's funny that they did final destination to then followed up with hereditary because there is a through line there right <laughs> oh yeah as soon, as soon as i saw the booking the gentleman who who puts it together is a gentleman by the name of david yeah. and uh he, he's also a uh, baker uh he, he he has a company called bitchy vegan homo which uh that tells you everything you need to know about david and as soon as i saw the the uh, booking of final destination 2 and then hereditary it's like i know exactly what you did you sick bastard and i, I love, love you i love for it. it that's funny yeah <laughs> 
So, all right. I thanks. guess you could say that's a double feature that'll never get ahead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, real, real quick before I forget, 31 days is actually why El Goro and I are friends. Well, that's I mean, true. A, a tremendous amount of patience and uh, uh, goodwill on his part has a lot to do with why we're friends. But oh, hush. Um, the, uh, I, I found Talk Without Rhythm during the 31 days and became like, addicted and at the time was able to like go back and dig into the back catalog and like um uh you know i reached out to him to be on uh the podcast i was on at the time um because i was such a big fan of his uh of his styling and uh we became friends but i think once i was on talk without rhythm and we really you know got to talking about all sorts of stuff we realized how uh how much we had in common Absolutely. And, and if we've it wasn't been for talking to yeah. each other every day for, I don't know how many years now. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Like when you go back and look at some things, cause it seems like it was like yesterday and, uh, you know, it's been a lifetime. Yeah. Well, and if it wasn't for him being on talk with our, I thought, sorry, uh, trick or treat radio. I don't think we, like, it was just one of those things that's like, we had to figure like, I'd like, we didn't know each other. It's like, we're in each other's backyards. It was just really yep. weird. So yeah, that worked out. So, uh, now he's like, yeah, I have a successful podcast. And I was like, I have a podcast. So that worked out. So <laughs> <laughs> none of us are successful. Oh, we just bullshit. enjoy doing it. Bullshit. Yeah. Like I know. I'm do- yeah. I'm yeah. doing better without it. Uh, well, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> But just since like since El Goro like books like I don't know nine months of his year for Patreon picks he's doing okay I'll just say that you know he's he's kept in um, walking around money for other movies I'll just put it that way <laughs> it's just it's just enough to handle hosting and uh, s- streaming subscription r- rates oh I was gonna say wait hosting and then like, I was just like wait wait how much are you paying for hosting I'm kidding anyway so all no, right uh, twenty yeah. bucks a month the hosting is nothing yeah that's right why, that's yeah. why I joke about it it's like as long as I clear the twenty bucks a month I'm good to go yeah I mean I've been underwater for quite a while now but anyway <laughs> so and, and this is the, this is the show like Gil from the Simpsons and this one's gonna be the one that gets me you know on the map everybody it's only been yeah. three hundred eighty one episodes this is gonna be the one mm-hmm. right uh, and then a so, horde of homers run by and then yeah. strip the flesh from your bones <laughs> right so okay. Uh, let, before we get to our discussion about um, Kiss Meet the Family of the Park, and I, I, you can tell that we're clearly wanting to really get into it, um, I do have a trio of uh, spooky uh, news stories. So let's get to it. Good news, everyone. A lot of Simpsons references and then a Futurama drop. So, all right. So, um, first story. This is from Utah. This is from a couple days ago. Pole dancing skeletons raise controversy in Utah. I, I don't know if, if any of you had seen this story previously. I'm not trying to pull a Jay Leno of like, have you heard this? Yeah, but uh, so... A Utah man's pole dancing skeleton display that ran afoul of local authorities for using a street sign has been moved to private property where it is steadily growing. Uh, uh, This gentleman set up a Halloween display next to the road outside his Grantsville home a few days ago featuring a purple wheat skeleton doing a pole dance on a road sign while other skeletons watch and offer money. Uh, city officials said in a Facebook post that the display violated city code by using the street sign for its dancing pole. The post, which has since been deleted, said the owner of the decorations had till nine that day to take them down. So then the gentleman moved the skeletons to his yard and local residents who saw the city's post started coming by to add their own decorations to the display, which now includes lights and music. 
Uh, we look forward to keeping this going and get a little more elaborate as we go. He admitted the display is maybe a little risque for some people, but it's all in the name of fun. The homeowner brushed aside criticism that the skeleton pole dance is inappropriate for children. His quote is, if your kids understand what that is, maybe the problem's not the skeleton dancing on the pole. Maybe it's something else. <laughs> I love that this happened in Utah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that, 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 that's a pretty cool attitude Utah. for Utah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, it's just funny because like, like there's some photos where you see like it's just the, the skeleton like doing a pole dance and then like there's other ones around holding up dollars for it. And it's really, well, really Does anybody funny. else remember? Uh, and I, I used to remember seeing this all the time when I was a kid in the 90s. But it used to be like this shirt that was just uh, a series of skeletons having sex. And they were like in a bunch of different positions. And I used to see that shirt everywhere when I was a kid. Anybody else? Did you live I, in a I county fair? I remember being on a poster. I think it was like a uh, like a Spencer's thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I was in Arizona, so maybe it's just weirder people out there. But <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm going to have to find this skeleton sex shirt. Yeah, it's the, all that boning, <laughs> yeah, I'm, right? I'm glad yeah. that your algorithm is going to be built off of. Uh, oh, my algorithm <laughs> is screwed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like what was you the? Know, yeah, yeah, this is my work laptop. Yeah, this is going to go great. Well, like well, the, the, adva- yeah. the advantage of being in IT is that nobody's looking to see what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a few weeks ago when I was putting together a game for the show involving coming up with the different haunted attractions. Uh, suddenly, as I typed, like my Facebook feed became full of every goddamn haunted house in Ohio. And I'm like, I don't need this right now. I don't need to learn about what a touch pass is uh, and all that stuff. I don't know if, um, oh, wait, what's, oh, we got an image here, right? Is, is we it, got the image. I oh, found we it. got an image. Oh, oh for, the, for this, uh, <laughs> for this audio based podcast, we got an image. All right, I gotta take a look at it. All right, what's going on here? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all that. Yeah, all right, that's the Boda Sutra. Yeah, I think that's what they call the shirt. Uh, so, <laughs> so you see, base uh, compared to that, and again, folks, just look up skeleton sex shirt. You'll find it. Uh, <laughs> was, wait, wasn't that the name of the band that the crow was in? Wasn't that the name? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hanging. I want to say oh, yes. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was skeleton, skeleton section. I thought that was the name of the band. <laughs> well, now I need to make a band called that. <laughs> the, of course, but, but, hard, yeah. straight, industrial uh, music. So. <laughs> Slow, deep, and hard. But yeah, compared yeah. to that, you know, a a, a pole dancing uh, skeleton is absolutely nothing. Right? Yeah. Even I mean, for Mormons. I mean, just, Utah. Whatever. It, it's just the it's just the joke, right? Like, I mean, I, I, like people are getting a lot more creative with their decorations, which is fun. Like, I, I know I sent one to one of our group chats that was uh, uh was a Paul Bear and the Undertaker, right, with the coffin with skeletons. That's fun. Uh, somebody has like a a thirty five thirty five foot tall like inflatable Michael Myers. Like, whatever. Like, th- like of all the things you could do, where there's people that do like more like horrific looking realistic type of violence. Just calm down, you know? But I think it's funny that yeah. the guy was like, you know what? Fine, I'll, I'll take it off the sign. But then the neighbors were all including. I think that's funny that everyone started helping out and making it dumber and dumber. I love that idea so much. So um, I thought you guys would find that entertaining. Any other comments about uh, pole dancing skeletons? We need more of them. Yes, right? Yes. <laughs> that's that's the future liberals want, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, next story here. Uh, where was this at? Um, uh, it, it, driver stopped for using clown dummy as passenger in HOV lane. Uh, the Washington State Patrol said a driver was pulled over in the high occupancy lanes of a highway when their passenger turned out to be a creepy uh, clown dummy. 
Um, the trooper uh, was a public information officer for the Washington State Patrol. So the driver was in the HOV lanes uh, uh, when a trooper noticed the usual occupant in the passenger seat. The trooper confirmed the passenger was indeed a Halloween dummy and not a real life creepy clown. I don't know what's worse. I mean, I guess a real creepy clown, I guess. But uh, but he wrote, the officer wrote, love the Halloween vibe, but still doesn't count. And uh, the trooper said employing the dummy added an extra fine for the infraction and proper use of the HOV lanes. So there you go. Guy was trying because, to, you know, that's important to be doing as a, a you know, a law enforcer. I think, <laughs> I think you got to, I, at this point, you let him off with a warning and be like, dude, I see what you're doing. Don't do it. You know, but yeah. Well, you know, like everybody always talks about uh, pu- uh, putting a dummy in your seat to, dr- to drive in the carpool lane or the HOV lane. This guy actually went forward and did it. And he did it in style, saying true to the season. I say, Hats off to you, sir. Yeah, I gave him a pass. Like that, I mean, that's ridiculous. I, I, and honestly, again, I still have to reiterate, there was probably a violent crime probably going on. And this dude's like, yeah, like I, this yeah. is more worth my time. Like there's actually a real clown out there killing people right now. But no, you're going to stop the guy in the car with the fake clown. Right. Um, th- I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago, there was a guy that was going around doing a viral video where he basically made like cookies look like cell phones. And he was holding him up to his ear, driving around. When the cops would pull him over, he'd just take a bite out of the cookie. And, and like, Amazing. And, uh, I, yeah, the I cops didn't that. really find that funny. <laughs> well, they can go to hell. Yeah. Yeah. So Barney Fife has to find something better to do with his time. Yeah. Right. So all right. Um, last but not least, this is the one I think is my favorite of the three. Um, all right, I'm not even going to read the headline. Um, and okay, so authorities in Washington investigated a report of human remains in a cave or river, and I'll, that's I'll, I'll get to what they found in a second. I keep muting this like because it's great. Uh, the Washington Department Department of Fish and Wildlife uh, said an officer responded alongside a, a, was it, a, a county sheriff's detective and a border patrol agent. They were told that there was a, a human remains in a cave uh, near uh, near the Canadian border in a river. So. They took jet skis. I love this. This sounds like 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 northern like mullet like Miami Vice. They took jet skis to the cave entrance and swam inside, where where they spotted what appeared to be a skull underwater inside the cave. The apparent skeletal remains turned out to be a plastic beer bong shaped like a skull and spinal column. <laughs> 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 you said, we used to sell. I worked at a Halloween store. We sold that. Yeah. yeah so. so you're what you're you're an accessory is what you're saying. Uh, so, uh, perhaps I guess. Okay. Yeah. The beer bog had been filled with rocks, leading investigators to suspect it was intentionally placed under the water as a prank. <laughs> oh, I just love it. That I was like, oh, there's a skull down there, and then there's a photo. Um, I actually, I'll just do a quick uh, a screen grab. I'll put this in the chat of the officer pulling out what he found, and it's like okay. he could tell that he's he, he's having the best day of his life because you know the taxpayers' expense, right? So. Um, you know, you go, you go out there and, um, I'll put this in the chat. Um, all right. Um, I just, I, I just want to know what the uptick is uh, at this time of year for cops and like what they're called upon to like investigate. Yeah. <laughs> he is happy as a client. Yeah. So somebody, oh please, somebody please describe what we're seeing in that photo. Like I need, cause I love that representation. Yeah, it's so it's stupid. Scuba Steve here is pulling out. Uh, <laughs> This skull slash spinal column, uh, beer beer pong, and it is it is he's happy as a clam. He really is. Yeah, it's it's fun. It would only can, would have been better. Also, yeah, go ahead. I was please. gonna say, can we also mention that the um that the floaty that's around his neck 
is probably the smallest floaty ever made. It does. It, a five-year-old could fit into that a little better than. <laughs> yeah, well, they, spent all, they spent all their money on high-powered rifles and you know uh, military vehicles. They didn't have much left over, <laughs> yeah. so they had to go to the child section yeah, for their flotation devices. They didn't devices. mention that the jet skis were the ones that were used from Waterworld that the smokers used, right? That had all the weapons and shit attached to them, right? I'm sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the picture would only have been better if he was holding up the bottom of the spine to his mouth like he was doing a beer bong, like a full full thing of beer, right? That been amazing but yeah, yeah yeah i like the idea like this guy you know he probably you know he's probably a fine officer i know like not oh, a lot of law enforcement are perfectly okay people and he's probably like yeah i wasted money to go pick up a like like i'm sure the moment he went to go like oh, i'm gonna go find a dead body that has to be a bad day right and then like, sure. oh it's like it's like I'm sure your first year angry, you're like, yeah, but you know what? I got to hang out with my buddy on a jet ski. We got to go scuba diving, you know, and nobody died. Pretty good day. And then they probably arrested a guy driving in a, like, you know, a lane with a clown body or whatever. It's like, uh, sorry. Stop resisting. Stop, Stop, Stop resisting. Yeah. What they didn't say is that they shot the skull six times before they pulled it out of the water. Um, so, <laughs> but they didn't shoot, they didn't shoot the skull because it was a white skull. They didn't shoot it at all. We know that. So. Oh, oh. God. Man, that heavy, heavy racism. What? What? Uh, I mean, yeah. Anyway. All right. Or profiling. Excuse me. Sorry. We're going to profile. So we're going to profile. Not at all. Anyway, that's that's my trio of scary stories. I thought you guys. Sorry, not scary, creepy stories. I thought you guys would appreciate that. So, uh, any other any other uh, comments about the news before we get to our discussion about uh, Kiss meets the Family of the Park? Nobody. All right. Uh, just, <laughs> just, I'm just, glad that the uh, the cops got what they wanted out yeah. of all of this. Yeah. yeah just, I just yeah. want to say, like, Mars, thank you again for coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm still, I'm still looking up Frankenstein and, and skeleton fucking shirts. And, I mean, skeleton sex shirts. And, like I'm just. Like I'm going down all these Google rabbit holes. I'm uh, like still like no, just the, the entire time it's like you got out of the quiet. I'm like, oh man, I don't. Did I lose them? I'm sure. Like you know, because I, I know that we're like not like I, you're, you. I know you're part of like a really high class Star Wars podcast. I know. I, I, oh yeah, my I'm, god! <laughs> <laughs> someone told someone else on the podcast that they stopped maturing at eleven last night, and I thought that that was a conservative estimation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So, um, I, that's probably the fastest I think I've ever been through news in like the last two years. So I like, I will, I will say that, you know what? Hey, look at us, look at us being, we've grown and matured. All right. I don't know what that means. Well, anyway. I mean, if you want to, if you want to not kick that in the ass right now, I, I, I do have a not so mature secret story. <laughs> Is it a different one than the oh. one you short, you share with me? Uh Oh, uh, yo, yes. yes. Okay. Please, please. You said it was silly. Like, and I, I yeah, please bring it up. Like, what is yes. it? Well, it, it, it it's, it, I don't know how related it is to Halloween sure. with, uh, you know, the giving of candy, but it's certainly the asking to not give. Uh, so I, I try to keep current on my news. This is, uh, this was today's news uh, straight from Wales, United, the UK. Uh, charity shop in Wales asks people not to donate sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, la dee da, Welshman. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bert, Bernardo's Bernardo's customers have been asked to refrain from donating quote used and unused marital aids 
as they, quote, aren't quite the toys we're looking for, end quote. Because <laughs> uh, batteries aren't wow, included? Why do they like, have to what? be so Just, picky? Yeah. I mean, hey, batteries not included. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Mirror right. Age, is it like, it could also be like a box of Bibles from like Kirk Cameron or something. I don't know. We, like, it, mm-hmm. could, it could be a number of things. Um, yeah. <laughs> but are they used? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, you know, bits, keeps on bits of bits of, like Levitic, a, bits of Leviticus are stuck together. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember what was it? The, 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 the damn Ephesians again? The, 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 there's the, oh, this was like oh, it was pre 2016. There was those idiots that was it the those guys out out west that decided that they were going to take over part of a national park like and that was like they were taking like eminent domain it was like uh the last name of the family is bundy i don't know if you guys remember that or not like that oh was like, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no, and so they kept like they were posting all their like things like like they needed supplies and like social media and people just kept accepting them dildos like over and over again <laughs> and like and, like they had to go on social media and be like please stop sending dildos and it was like yeah, because no, like people don't give a shit about what you're trying to say. We're just going to send you box and box of dicks. And deal with it. It was amazing. <laughs> They're not very like enterprising. You could probably turn around and sell those. Yeah. Things. Well, there's also a campus. What was in Texas that was allowing open carry, but like they wouldn't. But you can't openly show a sex toy. So there's kids that were strapping like dildos to like their backpacks and walking around. And they were like, like basically being like, you're, t- you're telling me this is more deadly than a gun, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're tying the kiss. You're telling me this is like, this love gun is more deadly than a gun. But uh, just, uh, oh, oh, nice. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. There you go. There he is. Yes. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that's probably going to lead us right into our, our, our actual thing here. Yeah. Now, all right. No, that's, that's a great story. Thank you for, for, I'd say thank you for sharing that, but maybe they shouldn't, we shouldn't share it. I'm kidding. No, uh, but <laughs> yeah, they were just, they were just worried that the sheep would get jealous. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Real quick, real quick, real quick. So of course I grew up in West Virginia. So there's always jokes, right. About like just things, right. Um, uh, meaning like, you know, like, you know, incest and, you know, bestiality and all this. I grew up. Wait a minute. Is that why you wear sweatpants? <laughs> oh. No, he can speak to my fashion sense was shit and, and Kyle. It's still shit now, but sweatpants were like, it was the easiest, lazy. I don't know. It was just, whatever, just sweatpants, whatever. Just, you know, you, you know just, just do it by just do it. I mean, be lazy as possible. Anyway, um, where I grew up, we always joked like the next county over the head was more farmland than ours was always Preston County where the men are men and the sheep are nervous. That was always the joke of the next county over. And it's like, like it's literally like a few minutes away. We're like, we're just making fun of ourselves. Calm down. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, the sheep were nervous. Neither here nor there. My God, I, we're so far afield from uh, uh kiss meets family. Oh, far afield in a field of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a field in Wales full of sheep. Right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, let's just get into our, our, our discussion of uh kiss meets family in the park. And now for our feature presentation. Jesus Christ, we're here now. All right, so uh, so we're talking about the 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 television uh, the television extravaganza that was two million dollars at the time to produce. Uh, Kiss meets the fam of the park. Air date October twenty eighth, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, before we get into everything that actually was behind this, because there's a little interesting history here. I want to talk about the origins of this episode because Terry and I, we do a show called Strange Highways 
in which we talk about the Twilight Zone. We're covering the 80s iteration of the Twilight Zone. And I think it was, was it was a couple of weeks ago, you and I were going through cast and we mentioned this in passing because it turns out um, Lisa Jane Persky, who plays Dirty D in this, was in the first segment of the second season of the 80s iteration called The Once and Future King. So I think that's what sparked the conversation. Is that correct, Harry? Yeah, that yeah, that it's uh, it's definitely been something that I've been trying to get around to to watching. But when when you had mentioned that, like maybe we should just like somewhere along the lines cover this in some kind of conversation, I was like, dude, if you got to give me a reason to watch it, then I'm all in. So, okay. <laughs> so and yeah, I figured it was, like. This would be a good, like, it's not a Halloween special. I mean, it was released, you know, and like around Halloween, like uh, October 28th. My God, like, you, like, I'd say you could get closer because you're 31st, right? But, right. It was, but, know, and there's definitely some some things that go on in this that would be very closely related to the Halloween season. For sure. So I figured, and also with like, I know, Agoro, you only consume things that are Halloween related the entire month of October. I, I try to keep it uh, strictly horror with the exception of wrestling. Well, fair enough. Uh, this is both. that's true (laughs) yeah i figured this would be i figured this would qualify for you right i think it's close enough right so like so that was the genesis of this i figured this would be a better conversation for invasion than strange highways like because we're we just started season two of the 80s iteration of that show and you know we're in that groove whatever it is what it is but anyway so i blame terry can i say that um, i'm not sure which i enjoyed less this movie or the first episode once in future thing (laughs) I want to throw that out there. I, oh, I mean, um, yeah. Uh, no just, offense, but yeah. Yeah. No, uh, if, if people have not seen that segment, it is, uh, it's, was it, um, it's the, it's, was it written? It was written by George R. R. Martin, right? It was that, was that it correct? was? Yeah. 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 That was uh, his, that was his introduction to the twilight zone universe. And well, no, he, no, he did the teleplay for, um, the last what, defender of Camelot, right? We, anyway, that's neither here nor there, but, um, um, but yeah, that was his big thing. It's like an Elvis episode, and it's like the shittiest Quantum oh, you're, Leap okay, episode. I'm sorry, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, that was the worst episode of Quantum Leap I ever saw. Yeah, so I'm just gonna say <laughs> that right now. Yeah, uh, it's it's not great anyway. But yeah, so that kind of sparked this. I'm like, this feels much better over here. And then considering the previous episode of Invasion that we did uh, with with Steve and, and Nathaniel of At the Devil's Ball, where we covered the WNUF Halloween special and Ghost Watch, like this. WNUF was created to exist like it's it's um it was made later but it was supposed to be in the 80s and the ghost watch was aired when it was in the ninth was it 90s uh, uh, 90s yeah. yeah yeah so but this feels like it kind of also feels kind of in that wheelhouse of like what why does this exist uh, that kind of weird TV special kind of mentality like like uh Mars I was mentioning like this has like a, that kind of a flavor akin to the Star Wars holiday special of like there was a lot of this kind of like let's throw things at the wall TV wise. Cause TV, it was still such a big thing because movies like um, you could go to the movies, but then if it's not in the theaters, there wasn't VHS at the time. There wasn't like home movie rentals. Like once something left the theaters, it was gone. So people needed to get like their, their stuff, like their, their, their love of the things through other means. And this was kind of like, I think this was a good idea on paper, right? Like, I, I think you can speak to that a little bit about this. kind of. Like, I, I, special I thing. think that, uh, that I'm on the, I'm a very old man. Uh, and though I am on the tail end of being able to remember or, or being able to have like some sort of a, uh, grasp on 
a, a very small world or very least at the time what was a very small United States just how big kiss was mm-hmm. it was everywhere it was like um the next thing that i would say that felt um this kind of unilaterally big is like you know the height of michael jackson um in my youth That's like fair. it was something that yeah. transcended you know like my aunties knew knew who gene simmons was uh and i think i mean they were kiss toys they were in comics they were absolutely positively every they're on the Paul Light Halloween special. Um, they were absolutely positively everywhere. And like I think that uh, there was a bit of a drop off in between when they made this and when it came out. Um, not that there's a big lag, but I think you know, like all everything has like a bubble, but I think that, uh, this is the kind of height of, and, and I think a similar thing happened on a lesser degree to Twisted Sister in the, uh, a few years, like, you know, about 10 years later, is that they were a band that sang about sex and loving and everything else, and they had a Hannah Bad TV special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were, like, kind of, you know, like, trying to, uh, play both sides of uh you know of the of the strange highway and um they you know it's just it's maybe not possible um but they were like just a really 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 big band and i i just watched a movie from 1981 that Wes craven made called invitation to hell um they were really like it was a lot like the film market was, you know, before the streaming services that they were like just buying stuff for TV. Um, and I guess Phantom of the Park played um, in theaters everywhere else but the United States. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, Kiss was like a really, really, really big deal. But, you know, like it, there wasn't like a stigma of being a made for TV or a TV movie, I don't think, is if like there is maybe now well yeah but like okay so that's fair um that's uh, all that's valid but you mentioned the paul and halloween special which i was gonna i was gonna do a timeline but that was 76 that so it's like meaning that's not too far away from this and there was this whole thing of like still there was like the tv special there's also still the variety show that was still kind of a big thing so this like you can kind of tell in terms of the intent and i'm sure el goro has some more history which i have some notes here well i'm sure they'll mesh up here in a minute like this like in terms of like, um, especially like when I mentioned the star Wars holiday special where it's like, Oh, mm-hmm. star Wars is a big deal. Uh, but until the next movie comes out, well, what can we do? We'll just make a made for TV thing. And people are going to lose their goddamn minds because like, that's their only exposure to this. And I feel right. like as much as this is misguided and we'll talk about more about that later, um, misguided in terms of how it was done, the iron was hot, like white hot. So like, if you're not going to be in a movie theater, and all, and you're touring, and you're known as a band that's probably way better live than your studio output. Mm-hmm. This is probably a good way to like like to try to keep capitalizing on merchandising, which we mentioned, and also at the beginning when uh, El Goro made the joke of Gene Simmons, "Pay me my money." Like I just, yeah. you know, like it's a, that's the whole thing. Like so, I think that this, as much as this, we'll get into how not great this is. You can't you can't blame them from first blush of like, well, this is the next inevitable way to go. 
Right. I think that, right. but you know, like I, I, that's, that's why I was talking about like the two quote unquote TV specials, the WNEF and then Ghostwatch. Sure. Like there is a precedent for this kind of, kind of presentation. And I'm God, why am I talking about this thing in such high minded terms, but there's a history here, right? I think there's something to be said. Um, well, so I, I, th- yeah. I think it's, I think it's good to kind of set the context, yeah. especially for people that will look at this as just kind of like this random oddity. It's mm-hmm. like, why the hell would they consider putting kiss into a, into a movie that's, you know, going on to television. But I mean, is it really terribly out of common from the variety shows that had like the Osmonds and, you know, the Brady Bunch uh, spun off into a musical act and look at uh, this was made in conjunction with Hanna-Barbera. How often were they featuring musical acts in their kind of layout of cartoons and such? So this isn't really out there. And it really does speak to where Kiss was at in the culture that they could say, "Hey, we're gonna make it, we're gonna make a Kiss movie with, uh, with uh, Hanna Barbera." Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, because this was also right after the launch of the comics. But like, we'll, we'll talk about yep, that more in right. a second. It's uh, it's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point too about the comics, though, because they were trying to like put over this, you know. And I, I this is a weird thing that I have a tiny bit of experience in they were trying to put over that other part of their, like, like they wanted to be superheroes. Like that was part of the deal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, the, and it's, well, it's tough to like put that over just by making music. Well, just like, and I want to put it, I want to put a pin in that. Cause I do want to ask you because mm-hmm. of the band that you're part of uh, the deadites where everybody has an identity. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I think that like, um, maybe you, you didn't take it from Kiss, but you couldn't you couldn't say Kiss wasn't part of the DNA. This this big dumb thing was like I mean there's a there is a there's a Venn diagram that starts at Kiss meets the fan of the park um, in the you know when we saw this growing up that goes up through Buckaroo Bonsai and to when we discovered Santo movies that are every bit as important to my band as like. You know, hearing Depeche Mode in Seven Heaven Seventeen in Duran Duran for the first time, okay. like that idea of that like monster hunter, like rock band. You know, and also you know, growing up in the seventies where every frigging cartoon was a band. Like there was you know a shark that played the frigging drums. <laughs> like every cartoon you watched. Yeah, no, was I'm talking band. about was it Jabberjaws? You're talking about yeah. Jab- yeah. <laughs> Like, like, you know, Captain Caveman drove around with a band. Like, yeah. I, I, it was novel that Mr. T drove around with gymnasts. Like, <laughs> there was not, there wasn't I'm a sure bass guitar three, to be seen. Oh, I'm sure if that weird science fiction Three Stooges cartoon that Hanna Barbera did, if that had gone on long enough, they would have formed right. a band. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. They, but that, but like, I think I know, saw them in the lab important. in this movie. I think I saw the three Three Stooges as a band, and they're the barbershop quartet in this film, right? I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I had that in my notes. Come for Kiss, stay for the weird animatronic <laughs> barbershop <laughs> quartet. <laughs> sorry, Mars. Go ahead, please. You're, you're yeah, but like, point. yeah, that was. I mean, it, it's a, it was a, it was a really big deal. Like, um, and like uh, this. Big dumb thing, which I don't know, honestly, uh, if uh, the line of when I didn't think it was a big dumb thing and when I realized it was a big dumb thing is like lost in time because in my youth, it just 
like, you know, you talked about everything else that was going on. It was just like, this was definitely similar to like this fit in perfectly, mm-hmm. you know? And like the, uh, it, as many lessons as I have learned from a lot of bands that do similar aesthetic to us, if it be everyone from like kiss to say ICP that are lessons not to do. Um, like we try really hard to like, make our music be better than anything else we do, whether or not we succeed or not. Um, but like the idea that like, I mean, it's every kid's dream, right? The idea that you get off stage and everybody's happy to see you. And then you fight robot cat people under a fucking, uh, <laughs> roller coaster. Like, yeah, like I, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do right there. I want to fight robot cat people under a roller coaster and then play, uh, at an amusement park and in that, and that stayed the same though. I mean, we, we, you know, right up to when we get older and wanted to play in the corner at like a party that was in a John Hughes movie, uh, to now when we don't want to play or leave our house at all. (laughs) 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 Uh, I empathize with that last part all the way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, It, it, I mean, it, it was, it was, it's impossible to tear, tear any of those things. Like, you know, out of our, out of our DNA. And, and, and what was cool about this thing is if you like take apart, like how Hanna-Barbera it was like outside of the kiss music, there was like some cool, wacky displaced, like seventies, like soundtrack music, Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. in here. So, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I wanted to just interrupt quickly and say, uh, I agree with that a hundred percent. That's something I even made sure to put in my notes because I just love the groovy soundtrack that goes on Yeah, when, <laughs> when Gene Simmons goes tearing through the park, but that's later sure. on. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Please and continue. I, and I'm sorry. And, and I mean, and, and, and thank you for saying, you know, and asking and saying so Paul, but it's every part of my DNA. Like the, the Gene Simmons rampage song was the intro song to my terrestrial radio show. Okay. Um, like just this thing left such a mark on me for better or worse. Um, that, I absolutely positively like adored it growing up. And, and again, like, uh, when I got this on VHS, even it was like, have you seen the slumber party massacre kid? Like if, if you, <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. So like, I was like that, like my mom got me a copy of this on VHS and I like lost my damn fool mind. Yeah. Like, so, so Okay. Well, they, so that, 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 thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. That, that makes that, that tra- like in terms of, I, yes, that everything you're saying like that, that, that makes sense. I, I'm going to, like, I'm going to ask quickly for the other three people here that are much mm-hmm. more, um, uh, like their, their music tastes are a little different than my own. I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but also like Richard, like you, when you and I went to school together, you had a heavy metal show. And so you, you taught me some of the ins and outs of the metal. Um, that people consider Kiss to be a metal band, which I mean, you know, for what it is at the time, sure. But what are let, let's in terms of like maybe not knowledge, but what are your like like what are your feelings about Kiss? I'm going to start with you, Richard. Then I'll I'll go to Terry and then I'll go around. Oh man, my feelings about Kiss are they're kind of uh, especially now they're really contrary because when I was uh, growing up. And I really didn't get into music until later in high school. 
And but then when I did, it was like full force, all in. Uh, a buddy of mine played me Aces High by Iron Maiden, and then that was it. My my head exploded, and I still haven't picked up the pieces since. And um, but yeah, it was it was you know your Maiden, your Black Sabbath, your Zeppelins, the Big Four, and even the Big Four of Thrash beneath the Big Fours, your Overkills, your Testaments, your whomever. But um, Kiss never really quite went into my purview. And even then, when you're when I was growing up, and I was more in the late '80s, early '90s. When that kind of came around, everyone was, well, kiss, blah, blah, blah. They sell outs, blah, blah, blah. And 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 and, and I kind of bought into that. But in a way now, though, I can't really slag them because they made no bones about that at all. It's just like, well, here we are. Here's our thing. And this is what we're going to do. And I mean, yeah, the, and Al Goro made the joke earlier, but that's never really wavered. And I can't knock them because especially the way the music business is these days, they're at least sitting as pretty as one can without having to tour nonstop, even though Kiss is on their, what, fourth or fifth final tour tour. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I mean, that's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not though. I, 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 I mean, they, did the same thing and it's relentless how like long they've been giving it up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It really is. And it's, and it's been, you know, Gene and Paul the whole time and occasionally Tommy Thayer and whomever else. But, and, and then having said all that anymore, whenever I listen to a kiss song or I think it was you, Paul, who jokingly sent me love gun, maybe it was another friend that did that. I sat back and kind of listened to it. I'm like, God damn, this That's is a, it's a, a cool song. song. Like, and I'll even say, no, no, I'll say it's a cool song. And then even like on the uh, guitar hero, they, the strutter was part of the guitar hero, like lineup uh, and strutter's yeah. a cool song. It's like, Oh, strutter's like, a great song. Damn, I, right um, I would, I would almost yeah. equate kiss to like the American ACDC where it's like, they have a narrow lane, but when they're good, they're good. You know, like, is that, is that the hot take? I don't think, I, I don't think it's a hot take. No, I, I, no I, think, I think, I think they had a little bit more variety to their music a than little bit, uh, like, ACDC. I mean, they did mm. do a disco song after all. Fair enough. Yeah. But like, I would argue, <laughs> and you know what? That, I was made for loving you is a banger of a song. I, I would argue that right yes, on. I love it. Yeah. I love Preach it. Preach on brother. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I do think you're right, Paul, in, in the, um, uh, in a week, like, I, I guess in a, uh, maybe not stylistically, but I, I feel like the difference between being in the mood for Love Gun and not being in the mood for Love Gun, like, will totally, like, uh, like, totally affect how you feel about it at that yeah. time. Like, with the same as, like, if you ask me right now, I don't necessarily ever need to hear Shook Me All Night Long again. <laughs> But like, <laughs> if, if if it came on under the right circumstances, you oh. know, and fair enough, uh, I had I had been yeah. lobotomized, and uh, I was driving a car down the wrong way of the street. I might be <laughs> excited to hear it. <laughs> no, I will argue that like uh, the, the, that's the, strangely my, specific. Yeah, no. my my favorite my favorite ACDC song of all time is Right On, which is like the slow bluesy yeah, song. Mm -hmm. I love that ACDC. Though. I love <sighs> and that it, like that Bon Scott part of like part of it. I, was it, I say, love is that Bon yeah. Scott era. It's Bon yeah. Scott. Yeah, it was. 
it's my favorite ACD song. And it's not, it's not yeah, yeah. like it, it, it doesn't match the rest. And much as like uh, Beth doesn't match the rest of Kiss. Like I'm just saying sure. that like, but when they, but when they get into like the whole, like drinking and partying and having sex, they're not dissimilar in terms of their, like their intent. That's what I'm no. saying. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah. yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. Anyway, please. Now, now I'm thinking of Bon Scott's teeth and I can't concentrate on that. <laughs> well, I, we I think we were going on to what, what Terry's thoughts so, on Yeah, Terry, was. please. Tell, right. Yes, Terry. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, just for the side note, uh, If You Want Blood is my favorite. By oh, ACDC. so good. Yes. So oh, good. Yeah, I, I love that that song. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, that entire album, right. Highway to Hell, is perfection Perfect. from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, there's just such a there's such an energy to this. I, I mean, but, uh, but yeah, Terry, I think I, you told me in private that your favorite ACDC song is "I Want a Mistress for Christmas." I think is what you told me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> only that time of year. Um, <laughs> Best Christmas song it ever. It takes over the the airwaves at that point. It's, it's um, your it's your Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas." Is that? that, that <laughs> No, please continue, please. So I, I, I believe the question was about like uh, what kiss. Like, yeah, what, what yeah. was the question? No, no, no. <laughs> um, we're talking about them being like metal, and then also like identify like is, like the the bulk of you have a much more deeper um, affection and affinity for metal and like the other things than I do. Like, so I'm not yeah. trying. I'm not. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just trying to understand where people are, place, and time. I, it's, so for me. Um, a lot of the the things that uh, that I associate with uh, hard rock and heavy metal and that are the, the the live show, the theatrics that they they come along with that. So one of the the best shows I've ever seen and a, a performer that I will see anytime that I can is uh, Alice Cooper. I, right I think on. he is he's amazing. Uh, he's an awesome guy to meet too if you ever have the chance. I mean, just a, a wonderful person. Uh, but just to see him live and per perform the way that he does, it changes the game when it comes to music. It's not about just going to see some guys up there in a jeans and a t-shirt smoking a cigarette. I don't want that anymore. I want something that elevates my experience. If I'm going to throw my hard-earned money down on the table, I want something that is more of an experience rather than just being well i guess these guys are getting paid tonight you know it's like i just don't want that so something like kiss really brought that to my my experience and i will say uh the this year finally i finally got to see kiss um it is something that in the last uh I, i'm 40 years old so about 35 old. years i've been waiting to see them old <laughs> i'm old yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but I've been waiting approximately 35 years to see Kiss, uh, and it was something I finally was able to was experience. That, was that your five-year-old wish on your birthday that didn't happen? Is that what? Like, it, like it was. It was always something that was there. <laughs> I, 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 like, you know, I, you, get, you also have to remember. I, I I'm a huge uh, film, uh, you know, like enthusiast as well. So I love seeing things that are just there as a spectacle horror is one of my favorite genres of all time that I, it's like i just want to see something that entertains me at a higher level mm -hmm. and with kiss doing the theatrics that they do that's always been there as a, a thing and, and uh, uh, michael jackson was talked about uh more recently in these dis discussions as well and it's like 
Michael Jackson was the same thing with Thriller. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, I want something that makes me want to have to go out of my way, even if it's across state lines, to go experience whatever this is. You know, and nice. and like Kiss was definitely one of those things that I wanted to experience, and okay. uh, you know, it, it, be it hard rock or heavy metal, that's I just want something that shocks me. Fair enough. Can can I can I just bring you with me everywhere to explain what's inside my head? <laughs> well, I, I would love to, man. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> I don't know if I articulated it that well, but you know, that's you know somehow i was able to force all that out <laughs> no it was, it was great it brought a tear to my eye please where, where were we at in your head but you gotta ask him i don't know <laughs> no you're like you're like can <laughs> yeah. i tell you where i'm like you the, you're, the journey's never over yeah. you know yeah. I, I just i i feel like that um and it's not about being like um on a, a level that it's like well, I, I guess I'm not entertained anymore. I, I think that if somebody's always trying to entertain, I, that's the fun of it. That's like I've seen approximately 35 shows like in the last year, and well, I just I, I yeah I, I just I I can't stop, man. I just I love going to shows. I love going to the theater. I love I just I want something to make me want to get out of the house and you know, to make me feel alive. Yeah, 33 of those had no pants. I just want to tell you. No, no, no. So, so El Goro, where are you, where are you at with kiss? I know that you're, you're a metal aficionado. They called it like they, what was it? I forget what it was like. Somebody referred to this as like the ninth greatest metal band of all time. I know that's not true, but they were, but like, but they were there, they were doing their thing. I'm sure they inspired other people to, to go harder. Right. So, and yeah. they certainly actually inspired inspired me. Expired, and you yes. know, in picking up on where um, what Terry was talking about of kind of wanting that sort of experience. Early on, a lot of my initial forays into music were basically extensions of things that I already liked. You know, I, re- I remember distinctly looking at uh, being enraptured by the cover of Iron Maiden's Fear of the Dark because it had a monster on it, and oh, I was yeah. just so drawn to that kind of iconography. And Kiss fit into that kind of mold, especially since I'm the youngest on this recording. When I was coming up in the <clears throat> 90s. Humble brag. Continue, please. Right, well, this just is what it is. When I was coming up in the 90s, Kiss was experiencing something of a return to form. You know, they had, exper- they had experimented with a bunch of uh, different sounds and different kind of approaches to their style. The whole unmasked stuff that they were doing in the 80s. When the 90s rolled around, they finally realized let's just go back to being kiss and they did this well yeah yeah, with this concentrated marketing uh push there was all this merchandise comic books being published mcfarland toys doing kiss and that's kind of where it hit me and it basically had the same uh, level of appeal to me in the 90s as i undoubtedly had for younger kids around my age in the 70s because they were essentially a comic book in the form of a band. They had this exaggerated visual style that was just horror adjacent, particularly with Gene Simmons, who I was obviously very drawn to with his demon and the fire breathing and the blood and the tongue and all of that stuff. And it, there was, there seemed to be a, a suggestion of a mythology behind them. They had each of their own personas and, you know, Terry just mentioned it psycho circus. That was actually the very first album I ever bought with my own money. That came out in 1998 when I was 13, and I bought uh, Psycho Circus. And 
while my tastes would go much heavier as I got a lot more into music in my uh, teenage years, they formed a very important foundation of kind of getting me there because they scratched that spectacle itch. And then that led me into stuff like Alice Cooper and it led me into all kinds of things. And there's a line that could be drawn between, you know, Kiss and Alice Cooper up into Slipknot that was being released when I was in high school. It appealed to that same kind of thing that these band members have a persona that's be outside of just dude on stage playing an instrument. And so I will always appreciate Kiss for that. And yeah, and I, you know, I, I give them crap, and I, I talk about their crass mer- uh, merchandising, and you know, the, the, all the things. And apparently, they're absolutely terrible at conventions, and they're terribly overpriced in so many things. But you cannot deny the impact they had. Were they the most musically refined band in the world? No, but they were a lot of fun, and they brought this kind of mainstream spectacle to rock. And laid the groundwork for a lot of different people. Yeah, there were people that came before them, but they helped popularize this in a big, bad way. I mean, it'd be the same thing to say, like, the Sex Pistols were, like, a refined band. You know? Like, you know, like, they were, they, you know, it's like, you're speaking to something, right? Like, you're speaking to, like, they they read, read, they read the room. And they, they figured it out and they knew how the, to make a lot of money. I'm not blaming yeah. them whatsoever for that. Um, so, yeah. Like, for me, growing up... Um, Nobody asked, but I'm throwing, <laughs> throwing this out there anyway. Like, um, my mom like grew up in like San Francisco, like Hyde Ashbury or whatever. She was more like the Southern rock, like whatever's going on there. And, but like the kiss wasn't part of our household. It was more like Led Zeppelin and things like that. It was more, it was just, I don't know. It was one of those things. that's like, I like kiss was a periphery for me. Like it was like, okay, it's fine. It is what it is. Like, you know, rock and roll all night, whatever. But like we never, it was never something that was like fully invested in our household. So uh, it is what it is. Like, but like I, I like that. Like it's impacted everybody in different ways. Like I think that's important. But also to speak to where this thing exists, which I know El Goro, you've done a little bit of research. I've done a little bit of research. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's let's match this up for Fam of the Park. So first, I want to mention real quick. Um, band band was formed in late seventy two. First actual performance, 73. First album, 74. Sorry, February 74. Second album, October 74. Like, can we all really understand that we don't live in times anymore where there's multiple albums coming out, like, in the same year? Like, Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. just like... Yeah. Like, if, well, and, and, yeah. and uh, just just imagine yeah. that, like, the run of the Beatles was like what seven years, something like that. Yeah. Also, yeah. Uh, the Creedence Clearwater Revival was like three and a half. Like, yeah. just, <laughs> which is just insane. Which I mean, I'm not I'm you not know, making a joke. Yeah, go ahead, please, everybody. It's funny though. It's kind of in this time of streaming and lower dividend payout for artists. It's starting yeah. to come back. Yeah, they have to. It's like artists have to constantly be putting stuff out, and you almost right. feel that it's moving away. Potentially, it'll move away from even just releasing albums and go back to just releasing singles because yeah, they have sure. to keep feeding the beast. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the, you're right. The it's- Mountain Goats are a band that, like, I I am never done, um, like absorbing their records before they come out with another one anymore. Yeah, I can't keep up with the Mountain Goats. They put out too much stuff. It's and crazy. It's all good. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, but it's just it's interesting how like yeah, it's like so there was a period where it's like, oh, if you're not putting out like, it, but there was even the thing like speaking. This is not the same thing, but kind of the same thing. But El Coral, what you're talking about um, Nightmare on Elm Street, how it's like the next sequel is coming out like like eleven eleven half months after the previous one, right? It's like mm-hmm. there was this whole like, oh, there's a market for this. 
go, right? So like with uh, Kiss, in terms of their zenith, that's leading into this. I think it's fascinating. So I, this is the the bit I was getting into. So yeah, first album, 74, sorry, February 74. Second album, October 74. Third album, March 75. Whoa, that's less than. And then the fourth album turned out to be Alive, exclamation point, um, uh, September uh, 75. That was the one that really put them on the map because they were yeah. much more... Um, much more of a bigger experience there. And then in 76, which uh, Mars, you mentioned, they appeared on the Paul Lind Halloween special. That was uh, an ABC October um, 29th, 76. And then uh, two more albums that was it. Um, they were, le- were released less than a year, rock and roll all over November 11th, 76. And then love gun, June 30th, 77. My God, that's crazy. And then their second album, a live, sorry, second live album, a live two was released October 14th, 77. So that was, they're riding high. So then they were all certified platinum, blah, 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 blah. They've earned a lot of money, 17.7 million uh, from record royalties and music publishing. So then in 77, Kiss was named the most popular band in America. Uh, I'm sure Aerosmith's, but yeah, but we wrote a song about a girl getting pregnant. You know, anyway. So anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> just sorry, uh, Richard, brief aside. When we were in college together, one of my friends was arguing that like Aerosmith is the most successful American rock band. I don't know. In hindsight, I think it's Kiss. I th- they're neck and neck. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, in terms of, in terms of volume sold, isn't it still, uh, the Eagles with their greatest hits? Probably, yeah. which I mean, yeah. not of the three, I, I prefer the Eagles more, but that's, that's heresy I get. But anyway, so, uh, just take it easy anyway, everybody. But anyway, so, uh, wow. uh, kiss merchandise became a substantial source of income for the group. They released, what was it? Uh, comic books we talked about. Uh, uh, pinball machine dolls. Print, uh, uh, a yes. note on the comic book printed with their actual the blood, blood mixed right. into yes. the ink. Yes. Yes. That was the big gimmick yes. of the comic. Right. And, and I've read masks. that comic. It was, in, it was in my stepfather's collection. Mm-hmm. Um, how we mask. Today you games. call that Sorry, comic hepatitis. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not yeah. supposed to lick the pages, Mars. Yeah. No, lick it up. That's you what lick that, your that, finger. That, then you no, no, no. That was the, oh, that was right. the reason of the song. Lick it up. That was licking the yeah. comic pages, right? <laughs> uh, lunch boxes, trading cards, and other pieces of memorabilia. I know that they recently, like, was it like the last like 10 years they had like uh, kiss caskets. I don't know. It's, it's yeah, so gross. They do. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, kiss uh, condoms. you kiss condoms, you know, like, <laughs> uh, kiss army. That was a big thing at the time, right? It's just the whole thing. So between 70, 77 and 79, their merchandise sales were, and with their touring was reaching a hundred million, right? It was crazy. So then the same year, this special comes out, there was part of their record contract. And I'm sure, uh, Al Gore, you're going to mention this, that they were the four members of kiss were supposed to release solo albums. And mm-hmm. that was like a big, 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 big thing. But they were all marketed as like Kiss albums, but each one of them were separate. And they had like the different face makeups of each member, right? That was a big deal. Um, and then, um, yeah, that was a flop. Each one of them were, it was just the, like, this is like, um, they're like, we go later into like the late 90s of like, you know, the multi, uh, you know, uh, co- like cover, like whatever going on with issues. Like, yeah, what if each member of KISS released their own album? Dumbest idea well, ever. Anyway, this they well, were they all released on the exact same was, day as well because yes, they, right. this was basically a Hail Mary to keep um, Ace Freely and Peter Chris in the band. 
Yeah, yeah. because they weren't happy with their contributions. Like, okay, everybody gets to make their own solo album, or release them all at the same time. Yeah, yeah which, the turmoil was like there. There was starting to be a break at the band itself. So, like, just to try to like salvage anything they could, they're like, "Look, this is a juggernaut that we have right here, yeah. right now." So let's try to do something to make everybody happy. And everybody creatively was still trying to do their own thing at the same point. Yeah. Sure. So, so the important yeah. thing I just want to mention, I'm sorry, Mars, go ahead, please. No, it's just, and it couldn't, it might not have, it, it wasn't a flop because of content or anything else, or even that they had hit the bubble. Uh, it was that the dude who um, ran Casablanca thought he could, make quadruple the money that he made every time a kiss record came out. So he yeah, put them all out. Yeah, because Casablanca was day. actually, they were, they were hitched to this wagon. They were about to be bankrupt until live came out. Right. From right. everything I was reading. So that, that actual, that record label was about to collapse until a live hit. And then suddenly they were playing with house money, but then right. he didn't read the room. Right. Right. Like it's just, yeah. So I, it, that's good. I, I, yeah, I think it was even just a matter of that's a lot of like, you know, at whatever record costs at that time, that's like a big ask and people are probably just going to buy. So I, I think he put out like it, literally if just a live came out, however many units of a live came out, he dropped four of those yeah. on that day. Yeah, and well, uh, that's a lot uh, to ask your fan base to buy into. And from what I understand, it wasn't just a gimmick that the live album was what it was. They were like, their biggest selling point was to see them live. And yeah, I, I right. think it was like, uh, there was a behind the music that was done and it was like their, their record sales were dismal for what they were doing for the studio stuff. They're like, what really could get people interested? All right. Well, uh, so many people love to see them live. Let's just do a live album and release that. And it sold like gangbusters. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, they're kind of like the Grateful Dead, where it's like they never sold. Like, I mean, they, they eventually did, right? They eventually caught fire in terms of their record sales, but it was an experience, which is what you're talking about, Terry, earlier. The Grateful Dead, like, they never ever had, like, aside from Touch of Grey, like, they never had, like, the biggest, like, charting things. We we talked about this recently on our episode of Strange Highways because of, uh, anyway, the, the, go, go listen to that episode called Night Song. Anyway, um, but, like, yeah, that's just the, the the experience outweighed like their studio output. But anyway, but the point is that what I was going to mention is that the four the four albums of the four individual members was released on September eighteenth, nineteen seventy eight, and then the second part of their big like their big two part prong plan to get more people into them was to make this made for TV movie, uh, which was aired October twenty eighth, nineteen seventy eight. So they were expecting big dividends for this four album like release and also their NBC movie. That, that That's all I wanted to say before we get into the discussion of the actual movie itself. I know we've, we've taken a long time to get here, but like they were the biggest thing in the world and they were trying to take advantage of it in different ways. And I, it's like, how did you mess it up on both ends? That <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, you know what I mean? Like that's, I just context, right? Cause like, I just, I, I like Al Gore, I think you, that, I think that's where you're going to arrive at. This is the same place, right? I think it's where your notes are leading. Cause I think that's where we're at with this. 
I think very much so. And uh, when we're talking about this sort of uh, positioning of KISS and taking advantage of their place in the market, as well as sort of shifting them, as well as directly leading into um, kind of the genesis of KISS meets the Phantom of the Park, we need to mention a gentleman by the name of uh, Bill Alcoin. Yeah who was their manager during this time. You know, he's the guy credited for discovering KISS. Hey, Mars, where's Ayer, or Ayer, Massachusetts? You know where that is? Yeah, it's, it's um, uh, like, above me. Okay. Like heading, so. heading towards, um, uh, heading towards uh, New Hampshire. Okay. Um, I believe. But it was, it was really Bill Alcoin uh, uh, who was like, okay, We've taken the music as far as we can go. If we're going to go to the next step, we need to transform these guys. So it's really his gimmick of turning them into superheroes. You know, first we get them as this band, and yeah, they have they have the makeup, they have the the kind of personas, but really that's just kind of an extension of the glam scene. You know, that's one of the things about Kiss is Kiss is part of a musical tradition, just in a more exaggerated version. But Aquin was like, nah, let's turn them into superheroes. Thus the Marvel comic, thus the greater merchandising of the uh, Kiss Army stuff, and directly into uh, Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park, which is, yeah, they're basically superheroes in it. They're a bunch of weirdos, but they're basically superheroes in this. (laughs) And that kind of tracks for that kind of uh, logic, because... I, I mean, we're we're not doing interviews with them about what their political views are. These guys are still above everything else. They're they're larger than life. So that the fact that they are just still being held as like <laughs> deities almost, like because of the merchandising and the comic books and like the you know, like Paul had said something about the pinball machines. Like they're they are larger than life. And, well, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. Let, of course, let's, we have let's Led Zeppelin. It's like, but they're yeah. not that at the same level as Led Zeppelin, well, no, as far as like, yeah. Let's acknowledge yeah. that somebody called out Gene Simmons. Like, someone's like, oh, wouldn't it be like interesting if you're like just a nice Jewish boy under your makeup? And he's like, how would you know? Lion noise. And then the one guy, <laughs> the, this talk show, like, he's like, oh, you have the hook. Like, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ! Like, oh, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah that was that was rough right it's uh, it's it's really good marketing honestly from from their manager's standpoint because it's like if we pushed it this far why not go a little bit further and see what we can achieve out of this and you know like i mean for god's sake alice cooper did so many different things on stage that probably shouldn't have been done, but he did them anyways. And then eventually he ended up on Sesame street. So. Well, no, it's I, like, but that's a good call him and Ozzy Osbourne, you know, like they had their personas and this was like, I mean, like, why not make your money? Like, I'm not, I'm not disparaging kiss for doing this. I just like, it is, it's just one of those things. It's like, we, we now know looking at like, um, uh, like, okay, let's just get into this. Like, it's Kiss meets Fan of the Park. Uh, it is um, this amusement park that is on hard times that somehow they're looking for like that one big thing to bring them back to like prosperity. But it's also like, like, I'm I, okay, everybody can chime in. It seems like a pretty big amusement park that with a lot of roller coasters and shit, they're probably doing okay. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. But like well, the big, I've been, I've been the, they made the they made the, the thing that the, you know the guy who designed the attractions, which is Abner Devereaux. Yeah, Abner. 
Abner Doubleday. Anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, which I, I always <laughs> know, I, I've never uh, uh, figured out if his if Anthony if his uh, last name should be pronounced Zerby or Zerb. I'm not sure which what it should be. Yeah. But anyway, um, he he designed all these animatronic uh, uh, rides and uh, uh, attractions, but he keeps having quality control issues, and it's it's kind of implied that people have been dying. <laughs> no, no, this is like after <laughs> it is. This is an ocean nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like maybe like the like the 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 guy that was like behind like managing the park, like Gil. If I could just get kissed here for three. Three shows, it will bring us back on the map, you know? Like, yeah, it is a whole thing where it's like Kiss has brought in the biggest rock band in the world. Uh, but like the gentleman who's created all the attractions, he's like, Yeah, what if I did like Westworld, but like way shittier? Like, like, you know, I'm not wrong, right? Like that's no, the whole you are no. not wrong. <laughs> it's, and his motivations aren't very well defined, but I mean, this is a Hanna Barbaran Barbera yeah. production. Yeah. It, it doesn't need to be well de defined. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, Kiss was famous, but I don't know. Like, you have to be Michael Jackson famous to like cover up the murder park, right? Like, <laughs> I, yeah. I will say around this period of time, uh, you know, from the late, uh, well, really like the seventies on into the, the, the nineties and such, uh, amusement parks were booming. I mean, yeah. there was being like, you know, like the, you, you had your smaller parks and you had like the parks that were like the bigger names, like Disney and such these, this park here in particular was uh, magic mountain. I've been there. This park was doing very well did in a you, lot okay, of parts. So, I mean, how like, many how many different um, quote unquote animatronics did you see, um, like chained up and just go err and lean towards you? Like how many how many spacemen and people with swords? Like did you how many did you see? Uh, well, yeah, especially Asian uh, people being depicted in a very, very unusual and uh, you know racist <laughs> ways. Uh, no, none none of them. Okay. No, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, so like, basically what I'm saying though, is like amusement parks at this time weren't hurting for money. So like the fact that they're saying that like, oh, this amusement park's not doing well. It's like, what are you talking about? You're in California where the weather is good all year round. Like there's absolutely no need for, <laughs> for something like this, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we live in uh, the Cleveland area, uh, Paul. Uh, and uh, El Goro and I, uh, we live in the Cleveland area where one of the biggest amusement parks in the entire world only operates in the summertime for the most part. Yep. At, and they're still the biggest, one of the biggest in the world. This is Magic Mountain in California. This yeah. park rules. <laughs> it's awesome, man. So, and it's been in multiple movies. It's been in Three Ninjas. It's been in. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, it's sorry, been sorry, in sorry, Vacation. Terry, Terry, you mean the Oscar nominated Three Ninjas film is what you're talking about? No. <laughs> but it's like if you're going to make a movie, I mean, because it's so close to LA, too, you're going to make it at Magic Mountain. So can we all agree that uh, Anthony Zerbe or Zerb is like Kirkland David Warner? Can we all agree on that? I'll, I'll buy that. I, yeah. I can go for that. <laughs> yeah. 
but it was it was good seeing him. I mean, he, he is a very much a kind of quintessential that guy. Yes, he's right. been in all kinds of things. No, he he's was been in, in. He's been in Star Trek. He's in Dead Zone. The Omega Man. Yeah, yeah. No, like, mm-hmm. like I you you feel like it's a paycheck, right? He is not Kirkland, but he's also like I mean. Like he's the Donald Pleasance of this film. Like it's a paycheck. Like we get it, right? It's fine, right? Like, um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Let's get into let, let let's get into the cast real quick. Sorry. Um, Armand Condy was another one of those guys too yes. who played the the yeah. owner. Everything from the Brady Bunch to he was he was a Godfather two and three, and I think he played different characters in both he those did. films. Yeah. And then he was in the Money Pit. <laughs> Like, which I love the money pit. Like it's, love um, it. yeah, it's oh, a yeah. great movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just want to mention, uh, John Dennis is uh, John Dennis. Jonathan is chopper. He was the one that I think was wearing the vest. That was one of the gangs from the warriors in this. Yeah. Um, the Satan's mothers. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also, uh, Terry, we've not gotten to this yet. He's going to show up in season two of the eighties twilight zone. We'll talk about that couple episodes he was a co-pilot in the um terror 20,000 feet segment of the film the twilight zone the movie and then oh yeah, yeah 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 he's, i can see he, that now yeah. he's one of the, he's one of those that guy guys right like so then yep. we have uh yeah he comes over and talks to uh uh john yeah. uh, uh, uh john lithkow yeah um, and then we have uh, John Lisbon. Uh, John Lisbon, what is slime? Which you know, I don't know if that's uh, his Christian name, but I'll, we'll get into that. He's, <laughs> he's in a film called 1985's "Damn Good Year: A Savage Dawn," which is a biker fighter movie that Ooh. I hope that um, somebody that we know that was born then will cover at some point. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm obligated to eventually. Lance Henderson's in that as well. I looked up the trail; looks amazing. So. Like I love it, and then also he was here, Richard. You will appreciate I, this. Sorry, let me, Richard. He was the Mad Bomber and Alligator, the guy that showed up at the um, police station. Oh, really? Yeah. There we go. We just oh, talked about Alligator. All right. okay. Nice. There he goes. And then um, uh, Brian James as a guard. Come on, we all yep. recognize Brian. Yep. James. Dude, we love me some not, Brian James. Not not his last movie featuring androids. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That dude, that dude yeah. had such a great skullet, man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to miss that skullet. Uh, I, I have to hunt down the horror show and watch it again. Uh, I well, saw I, it I, not long after it came out, and I thought it was amazing, and uh, I still haven't seen it since. And speaking of Lance Anderson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say, though, too, Paul, that you, you failed to mention some of, uh, some of the great hits for uh, – Gene Simmons uh filmography, uh Runaway, of yes, course. I love Can't Runaway. forget about Runaway. And uh the the cinematic classic that is Trick or Treat. Um True. I yeah, I love Trick or Treat, so well, I don't give here, a crap what right, anybody well, says. You guys can all judge me, I've not seen that. It's that time of time of year. Mm, Trick or treat. I'm with you, I have not seen it either. But there's also <laughs> the film that he did with um oh Ruckert Howard because what was it called Wanted Dead or Alive or what it was, um in the mid eighties. What was it called? It was like Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah, that was that's a fun movie. Um, uh, uh, Steve, uh, co-host of the show, showed it to me. It's a it's a fun movie. It's 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 like one of those things. It's like um, it's just a easy breezy watch. And Gene Simmons is is the um, he's the like the villain in that. And the way he goes out, uh, I'm not going to say, but it's amazing. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I I, I will I will say that uh, big cred to to you. Uh, Paul for 
recommending Runaway. I had a lot of fun watching that. So oh, I love Runaway. I like to think about how much of like a, you know, who kissed the most ladies, if you will, contests like Tom Selleck and Gene Simmons. <laughs> well, considering that also uh, Gene Simmons is married to somebody that might be near and dear to many of our hearts of who are of a certain age, because he's married to Shannon Tweed. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Which yep. uh, she, she and he also appear in Detroit rock city, which I will still go to. The, the, I will go to the bat for, for that. That is a good film. movie. I, I, I love that. I have movie. a yeah, lot of like fun it. with that film. Like that and um, uh, Days and Confused, I think they're like, it's a great double feature. I oh, think that's fair. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> what, what, all right. Um, what is this movie about? Like, uh, like my God, I, I've, I've brought four people to the dance. Uh, but one Terry recommended it. And so I'm blaming him. Uh, what? So, what? <laughs> what? Who? Who? What? Um, if somebody wants to step forward and explain this movie, please. And thank you because it is a, it's a goddamn mess. Well, but please somebody, not me, somebody explain this film. I, I think, uh, that El Goro is probably the most articulate. <laughs> <God damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as we mentioned, this amusement park, Ma- uh, Magi- Magic Mountain, which is run by Calvin Richards, is having some issues because all of the attractions, as designed by Abner Devereaux, have a tendency to go bad and it's implied that people are dying. Therefore, as a way to try, try to reverse There's a turbo the engine. Po- There's a turbo engine. There is, <laughs> and it's pretty cool. We do get to see several several uh, uh <laughs> Uh, punks uh, get sucked down into tubes, and yes. yeah, they 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 die in kind of a Willy Wonka fashion. We we could all agree in that, right? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yes. yeah. So, uh, in order to tur- turn around the financial uh, misfortunes of the, of the park, the owner Calvin Richards decides he's going to bring in Kiss because they're a big popular act, and this pisses off Abner because uh, yeah, he feels that he's going, you know, he's going to get uh, kind of pushed aside. So Abner arranges things to sabotage Kiss, utilizing his army of animatronics as well as his mind controlling technology. Now, when Kiss arrive and they start performing, they come across a woman by the name of. I think it was Melissa whose husband has gone missing because she's been, uh, or boyfriend because he'd been kidnapped by Abner, uh, after being set upon by the cops, uh, God damn it. Paul Stanley as the star child intervenes and he, I think he has hypnotism powers. (laughs) That definitely seemed kind of creepy in that regard, but But it's also revealed that Abner has created animatronic uh, replicas of Kiss, in particular the demon, Gene Simmons. And so the cops think that that Kiss, or uh, Gene Simmons, has been tearing up the park. Uh, Particularly, uh, Brian James points this out. So Kiss has a motivation to investigate what's going on in this park, because their good name is being besmirched. Thankfully, all the members of Kiss are possessed of magical talismans that grant them supernatural powers, so they're more than able to stand up to Abner's animatronic catmen, kung fu guys, sumo wrestlers, random monsters, and such. And then it basically turns into a Scooby Doo story. I think we're done. Can, yeah, I think can you that tell pretty me? Pretty much encapsulates everything because mm-hmm. as long as you say that it is Scooby Doo episode, I think we kind of get it. <laughs> no, this this thing. Feels, can you tell me, El Goro, that Is that so not much. the greatest sentence you ever said in your life? Come on, let's just say it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I, this about this movie: 
if this movie had been animated, I think it would have become something of a cult, even more of a cult classic. And people would be like, yeah, this was cute. And, you know, they would have gone for it. But because it was live action, man, it just becomes such a, 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 a relic of mockery. Yeah, it, it's it's also worth mentioning that kids are kind of shitty superheroes, right? They only like cut through the first level. They beat the cat people. They ran away from the the uh, Asian stereotypes, a, Asian menagerie, yep. and they didn't beat those monsters. Okay, nope. so if people can, can everybody please tell me what are the individual powers of Kiss. Please. Okay. Well, you you have you have Paul Stanley, the Star Child, who clearly has laser powers and also um, his star eye, which allows him to hypnotize women and uh, uh, and also uh, 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 hear things from very far away. Yeah. You got Gene Simmons, the Demon, who's super strong and breathes fire. But also, you have, his voice is also warbled. Yes, well, because yeah. he's a demon. So, you know, he's got he's got he's got the reverb, the demonic also, reverb. Also, he also does the rawr, rawr, rawr. Yes, he, he roars <laughs> like a lion. Uh, Ace Freely is the spaceman. Uh, he can do uh, gymnastics and teleport. And Peter Chris is the cat man. He just jumps around like a goober. No, Ace Freely also could become a African American man. Uh, yes. <laughs> And he, I mean, there's some great moves going on there too. I just, I thank God he had a stunt double. No, but I also love, I also love the like. Was it him that could do the teleport where he does the hitchhiking motion? Like, we gotta get out of here. Foop! Like, we gotta go yep. to like the local interstate. We gotta get out of here. Like, just yeah. Continue. As, as mention- context for the listener, the whole uh, Ace turning himself into an African American man. <laughs> Uh, his Ace Freely stunt double was a gentleman by the name of Alan Olney, who had a pretty long career as a stuntman yeah. and uh, African-American man. But, you know, he was under makeup. So in the action shots, you really couldn't tell. The only problem is while they were shooting this movie, Ace Freely was going through a very severe bout of alcoholism and at certain points just decided, yeah, I'm not going to show up to work. And so they essentially had to use Alan Olney to double Ace Freely quite extensively during some of the shots, including uh, protracted shots of his face. And even under the makeup, you could be like, wait a minute, that guy's black. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no judgment against him, please. Like that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He more than rose to the occasion. Yes. Yeah. I think it's cute that you pointed out that just this moment in time is when Ace Frehley was having a severe bout of alcoholism. Well, <laughs> you know, this is when it started yeah, affecting his work. Throw a dart where, which, yeah. where exactly? Yeah, like he was, I, I, cl- like he was bone clean when he made the Rock Soldiers record. <laughs> Frehley's comment. Frehley's comment. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I do. I do want to point out that. I don't think anybody was on board from the band for this because there was, I think it was, I read something about that. Um, what was it? Uh, Paul was supposed to be on set for some kind of stunt training or something like that, or fight training. And he's like, yeah, that's not happening or whatever. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like people are possibly going to get hurt on the set. Like, you might want to take this seriously, dude. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the sense that you know Paul and Gene were thought it was a goof, and you know they were enjoying their time on set, but they weren't going to put a lot of effort into it. No, they they were rushed through their acting training, which I don't know, kind of comes through. Yeah, <laughs> like I yeah. Just, yeah, dubbing is a hell of a thing, you know. But also, I like because yeah. of watching this, I thought maybe it was filmed 
somewhere else. But then I'm like, no, that's Magic Mountain. This is in the United States. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, this isn't an Italian or Spanish production. No, what's going on? So the big thing for me was like, um, the first 30 minutes, I'm like, I was like, okay, Kiss has been talked about. Like, where, like, I wasn't expecting Kiss to show up until like the last 10 minutes. Like, thankfully, I was wrong about it, right? Um, but it was like, like, they, like, for all the watching of like how there was this problems with this park, I was expecting the old man from the George Romero film, the amusement park, to show up, like, being <laughs> like, like bandied about and like abused, right? Like I'm not <laughs> just at some point in the end, he starts sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the way this was shot and the way the overdubs were, I'm like, Oh, we're going to have him show up. And it's like, it's going to be, Oh, this is the, Oh, this is the lost George Romero film. Like, but then, but then Kiss shows up. But also, like, let me point out, like, the intro of them, like, doing their whole thing where they, they, they were singing rock and roll all night. And they were doing, like, this weird, like, cutaways of, like, them being, like, larger than life. That was fun, right? It is what it is. It's goofy. It's stupid. But I also, like, at the very, very end when they got done singing the song, the way they did, like, the weird, like, cutaway all of them walking daintily off to the west, left with their, like... <laughs> They're trying to climb stairs that really aren't there. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because it's like, oh, oh like, you're going to oh, fall off a cool break and goddamn ankle. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also at one point during the montage, they actually had people walking around the amusement park that actually look up and see them. And I would think I would be, if I was walking around an amusement park at night and I looked up and saw a gigantic Gene Simmons the size of a roller coaster, I would be justifiably horrified. Yeah, the, the, I feel like I feel like uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 took that from the doll segment. Oh, like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that's just I was expecting more like absurd ridiculousness. And what I got like like for Abner being like this big like, you know, like um genius, all of his all of his um like teasing things was just uh people standing up up like being, uh 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 and moving, moving, uh uh like I'm like, oh you're you've created lifelike people. No, it's only two at a time. Like you could I mean like it's one thing to know that they're like obviously people like doing like acting, but I'm like, oh, you've spent all your science mind to do this. Maybe, maybe you should not be in your job. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering the at the end of the film, he just kind of dies of shame. <laughs> no, he doesn't die of shame. He t- somehow turns into a one of his own robots of shame. Yeah. yeah. He turns into I don't know how that works. <laughs> He turns into he turns into a a robot. That's what happens. Yeah. You a know robot. That. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can I call out of work and say I got a bad case of the robot? <laughs> <laughs> only only if your boss says the uh, no, it was beauty who killed the beast yeah. moment. Right? Well, you yeah. have to point and tell him where it hurts. Oh. My like auntie turned into a robot. It just I makes me it just makes me wonder yeah. why like Donald Pleasance wasn't available for this. <laughs> you know, like it would have yeah. been amazing. But like the whole thing is like it's so like we talk about Scooby Doo. It's so goddamn Scooby Doo. It's like fine, but it's like it's like how 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 goofy of an idea is this? But also how like um like it just it doesn't go anywhere. 
the entire time. It, 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 har- it harkens no. back to Inspector Gadget too, like with the, especially <laughs> with like like the machinery and everything, and like yeah. the desk and like the rotating chair. Right. It's like what is going on? <laughs> next time, well, not, Gadget. Next time, yeah, yes. Not to beat the like Gene Simmons, uh, Gene Simmons, the Scooby Doo, uh, you know, thing to to death but this was a well-worn formula in many a like 22 minute scooby-doo episodes that they yeah stretched out well this is also like four to five and a half times as long yeah it was like four to five years after westworld the film came out right Mm -hmm. like so like the idea was already out there right sorry not right yeah but it's like but then like the whole thing of like him being like oh i can make i can make better people and then i'm gonna abduct this boyfriend who's gonna wander into i think of like oh i guess get in here oh i guess i'm done like also yeah. i'm gonna get like a slight a slight little um circuit on my neck you know and then i just none of this makes sense and we all we we know looking at the like the notes that like this thing was written on the fly and that kiss was supposed to be presented as superheroes with superpowers. Um, none of that makes sense either. Like I love that Gene Simmons is like, I can breathe fire. I can roar like a lion. And it's just, and then also what was it? Um, what was it? Ace Freely is, um, he could shoot things out of his eye and do eye things. Like, I just, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, it's just, it's so stupid. Like, it's just, this, but, this seems like the side scroller beat em up game that, that you could choose one of your four and, and like it just yes <laughs> like i just like kind of like teenage mutant ninja turtles how did like, that oh. never come out yes i'm that's why that's why i'm like i need i'm I really need that side scroller right now yes that, that there was the low you know you know g no simmons would sign off on this right now you know he would do that you know he would right oh like, yeah oh yeah <laughs> i mean it, it totally makes sense, especially if you think about it because of their different abilities. I'm like, this seems like the very much like the side scroller uh, X-Men game, you know? Yeah. You know, you know, what my favorite part of this whole thing is uh, I'm watching uh, one of those like Sean Lynch videos where he's going through the filming locations. And oh, yeah, I, I started watching that today, too. Yeah, they just got attacked by fucking pardon by cat people right I, no like no, by nobody listens to the people. show so whatever it's fine oh. let's, let's swear it's fine it's fine <laughs> by we, ninja cat people yeah. and they know that they are besieged so they just decide to take a nice ride on the merry-go-round <laughs> it. yeah. Like, yeah it's like oh the power came on it's like you guys can step off at any time you want to it's not that big right yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's no. it's like the end of vacation when uh the cops all go on the roller coaster together. <laughs> yeah, no, like, this is kind of yeah. nice. So okay, <laughs> like, so forgive forgive me, like okay, so I maybe I didn't understand the power so well. So we have the demon uh that he can like breathe fire and like you know be not speak and like you know like normal words, or whatever, like right. And then um Star Child can I think he could like shoot his eye right and do like some laser beams right and like listen to people yeah. um he's space got like a, like roofy eye yeah roof, roofy like, eye. like it seems to make people like really 
Yeah, did anybody else think that this movie was going to take a really dark turn when that girl was yeah. hanging out with Kiss and yeah. their yeah. No, but it's really like, like, I like that. It's like, it's like some during yeah. the Beth song. That was kind of awful. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we're not going to run a train. We're just going to show you our secret Way to talismans. kill the momentum, too, with Beth. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's true. Beth's yeah. a good song, but not that oh, part of the movie. Yeah. So we have uh, Space Ace that's able to like teleport people. What the hell was Catman doing? Like, what's his power? <laughs> Can people? He tell was like me? the Wolverine of the team. He was like just the good combatant. Oh, he was the yeah. one. T- he was the one telling the funny jokes, right? Right. That well, may, also, or may not have been his own voice. No, but yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, like aside from being dubbed, it's like, why was Peter Chris though? That was like the anchor to all of this the entire time. But his power was, I could tumble. <laughs> like I can, I can do flips and just show up and then pew 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 with my arms and like not shoot lasers but hit robots. Like um, that was the one. That, like if people could tell me if I missed a power, that made no like. But I but I also got to say that like Space Ace that his ability to teleport was dependent upon his ability to hitchhike a ride. Like that was that was so seventies of like oh. I'm going to put a thumb out. I'm going to go elsewhere. I thought that was amazing. It's so I think re- dumb. I think really what it boils down to is uh, Catman has a Pokemon uh, game where he uses Confuse. And yeah, we were all confused. Like <laughs> it, it worked on all of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I like Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, this thing's this thing's how a hot you, mess. How dare you like something so nerdy? Let's go back to talking yeah. about kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no applaud. No, oh, right. no, yeah, no, I'm the only one no. on a podcast that everyone was most excited about. Brian Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Brian James, yeah. Brian James. Sorry. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, like, like, like yeah. why am I talking about a turtle? Like, when I saw him, but also like the the four of them in these super tall chairs around the pool with like like robes on was probably one of my favorite. Like it's just one of those things. It's like why the hell is this going on? Especially with I'm the glad three you of them. Shared that in our chat. Today. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's still in my squad goals. But the three of them, the four. I don't, I don't like yeah. pools. I don't like the sun. I don't like high chairs. But for some reason, like I want to, I want to wear like a cape bathrobe out by the pool with all my friends. Hey, I'm wearing you. a cloak right now. Bars, I don't know about the rest of you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's so dumb, but I love it. it's just like, but we would talk about like the whole thing where it's like after the, the doctor figured out how to like uh, copy the one guy and he just busted out like with his disco boots and started like throwing cops all over the place and breathing fire. It's like, oh God, it's so stupid. And so yeah, I gotta say, I, I was not a fan of the uh, holes in Gene Simmons's types. I got uh, way too much side ass from uh, Gene Simmons in this movie. <laughs> yeah. like, are you not a fan because yeah. you were turned on too much? Is that what's going on? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I could just say I don't need to see Gene Simmons's side ass. <laughs> Gene Simmons is one hairy man. All the way. <laughs> oh yeah. I think Paul Stanley might be slightly hairier, no. but. Uh, that, you got a lot of chest action on that, yeah, dude. There is so much taco meat; it's crazy. <laughs> that rampage that Gene Simmons went on, like, is accompanied by one of the best, like, seventies funk walking bass lines of all time. Oh, that kills! Thank you. It's like, Thank boom, you. Boom, boom. 
I hope Gene, I hope they actually got Gene to record that. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not, but like, I know one of the actors was involved in an episode of uh, Kolchak the Night Stalker, which I'm like, yeah, you need yes. to have a 70s bass line that's funky the entire time. <laughs> but I love, it's just, I love, um, we talked about the barbershop quartet earlier. Like, that makes no goddamn sense. And also, like, how. Uh, an early appearance of the B Sharps? Come on. The B Sharps? <laughs> nice. Amazing. <laughs> you actually know who the hell they are. <laughs> no, that's a Simpsons reference. It's the B Sharps. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, but, like, I love that. Like, I love you, dude. That we took the. We took the gag. We took the gag. He's like, I'll make you, you. I'll make you proper Americans. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, are you like, 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 are you, are you Ted Cruz's father? Like, what's going on here? This is so goddamn weird. Oh God. Bad Gates. That's a big damn forehead. Right yeah, there. yeah, it's fair, dude. All right, so like, it's uh, who who had seen this when they were a kid? Because my my first viewing of it was this week so like, did anybody see this as a kid i i i did okay um how, the young, first how time young were you pretty young my my mom was like a um like a tv guide ninja um and if something was on and i might have saw it like even first like airing uh but like you know the first time i remember watching it my mom got me up at like you know, it might have been like 11 o'clock at night, but to me, it seemed like, you know, four o'clock in the morning at the time to watch it on a, a local UHF station um, that was on. She used to do that a lot. Like, that's how I saw Hawk the Slayer and like a lot of a lot of cool stuff that I might not have seen otherwise. But like, I remember seeing this thing and just my full mind being blown and then like elevating it in my mind because it was years later till you could watch it you know i got a vhs of it and you could watch it whenever you wanted like that was the one time i saw it not to be that old guy saying yeah i saw something and then you just had to use the power of your memories <laughs> well that, that actually kind of brings a whole different context to it though because I'm, I'm like terry i i only just saw it for the first time this week and even barely finding a halfway decent rip of it on facebook that someone had posted it's funny so that's I, where we all was it me i think i posted yeah i think i think it might have been i don't know whoever it was was the god of thunder so that might have been you paul i don't know no it didn't say the god of ephesians so i, th- I don't think it was actually I think it was. <laughs> but uh but but no but if i had seen this as a kid i would have you know thought this was the the greatest shit ever so i i can yeah. i can definitely see that yeah and, and like I was saying before that I don't, I don't remember the line in the sand when I realized that this was fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Like, so like there's, there's still like a, like a part like competing right now where 11 year old me was like, remember when they were walking on the fountains and they were giant. That was awesome. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like Chris Farley moments. Yeah. So like you, you remember? 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 Yeah. So like I, you know, like it's it's I don't know. Like it it's like at one point I just realized not only did I realize it was dumb, like one part that sticks with me uh to this day is the weird, uncomfortable part where she sees her boyfriend leaving the house. Yeah. And all of Kiss <laughs> run up to her. So they're all like pressing up on her. 
But also, they're singing a song that is not her name. <laughs> well, this is like that's not her name. They're all lounging oh. in the room. That's, that's so. I also like that it's like they reveal their powers before being in these talismans. It's like, oh, like is that is that your way in? Like to like I just well, it, it gets very confusing. I'm like, you brought this girl into your room and you're showing like where your powers are. What's the end goal? Like, like it's not being vulnerable. Like we know what you're trying to do. Like it's a groupie. (laughs) It's a little weird. And then whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Paul. Continue. No, 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 please continue. Well, the the reason I ask about like, you know, like who had seen this really young, I, you know, it kind of brings into context of certain other things that were kind of invoked when I was watching it. Like, while watching this, I was like, obviously the Scooby-Doo thing that we were talking about. Um, but I also felt like a very, very Power Rangers kind of thing going on here as well. <laughs> oh, no, it's it's very much Power Rangers. With that. Thank you, because that was past my, past my time. But like them in like the middle of a, like um, the uh, roller coaster. That's all them fighting the putties. We know that, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah, right. And 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 then the same thing with Funhouse uh, and one of my favorite Toby Hooper films of all time. I, probably my favorite, honestly. Um, it, it totally was invoked, um, like all these different uh, things. I'm like, you know, with the animatronics and like the monsters and such. I'm like, why does this feel so much like? something that toby hooper probably ripped off from this i don't know <laughs> because you know it did yeah. you know funhouse came later a bit but you know yeah. and then the same thing with waxwork um another film that i absolutely love and i'm just like i just it's amazing I, you know, it, like you can feel you can feel the fingerprints on those films just because of something like this so at the very least even though that this but is a big goof of a film I, I think that it did provoke a lot of people to be like, you know what? That seems like a really interesting idea. Why don't I take away something from this? Yeah. Just, it's just, it, I, I, I understand what was going on that presenting kisses superheroes. And it's like, it's like, it's, it's very Scooby-Doo. And then, um, uh, Richard, like when I posted about watching this, our mutual friend was like, Oh, it can't be as good as like kiss and the Scooby-Doo like animated thing came later. Well, guess what? That probably wouldn't happen without this. Right. Like, probably right. Not. Yeah. Like, which I've not seen that, but it, it tracks. Right. So, yeah. Which is why I'm, I'm honestly surprised that I know that this movie was kind of released in one of the various kiss box sets, but mm. considering how, Love of a money <laughs> this has gotten in later years. I have a feeling if they were to actually do a proper Blu-ray restoration of this and put it out, people would buy it. I they, would probably buy it. <laughs> the, so the version that's in Kissology, they they like Lucas. Thing. Okay. They fixed not and not you know you can only do so much right, but they fixed some of the like special effects and some of the other stuff and re-edited some things. Like it's a it's a tragedy. Uh, cowards. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I wouldn't mind seeing like a um best intention version of this. You know what I mean? Like I just but yeah, the just it is it's a lot of fun. Um, but also like there's a lot of dead space. So Richard, you you mess you texted me before we started recording, you're like, yeah. 
after like getting through like all the musical stuff, whatever, it's like I got through this about an hour. I'm like, I, I mentioned to you, I was like, yeah, there's a lot of nothing. Um, yeah, it was like this whole thing. I'm like, uh, like you could probably burn through this in like 35 minutes. You know, like I just, I don't know. Like it's just, there's not much there. You know, that, that yeah. kind of goes back. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, what's been, no one I'm surprised that we didn't talk about out of the thing, out of the, out of the shoot, but I don't know that I really thought of it till, um, till I was watching it this time. And I've seen it hundreds of times probably is that kiss was a really big deal right mm-hmm. now. Right. Yeah. Hannah Barbera was, uh, you know, the preeminent, um, uh, maker of like children's cartoons. So I get that. So, you know, regardless of who made it, but like, why did this movie cost $2 and 35 cents to make? <laughs> well, like, they were I, operating under, te- under television budgets. Well, 2 million still, like, for a television you know, budget at the time budget. is probably like $1 billion today. Like, like it's, well, yeah, it, it's so 2 million then was probably like, I mean, how much of that was that they just even had to pay kiss to show up. Yeah, sure. That's why I think most of the the budget was probably like focused on was them being a part of the project. And then even then some of the the members ACE in particular, not really feeling inclined to be a part of this. uh, He was like, "Eh, I'm not making enough money. Why should I participate? Like I, it's like, so you could see that their, their focus was not really sure. (laughs) And I mean, I guess I'm thinking of it too, with the, like, with the knowledge of like, you know, being able to watch it on Facebook today or, or being like immortalized for like ever, as opposed to being on TV one time. Yeah. Because like they understand like, at the time it was like, just like one and done, you know, like make yeah. your money, get out of there. That, that's fair. Like I, I agree with that. Because you got to think if, if, if you're thinking of posterity and somebody like says to you, you know, we have $2 million, you could take uh, three quarters of it and it could look like, kiss me the phantom of the park or you know we could make a small star wars what do you want to do like i i wonder if they'd be like you know just give us the money <laughs> it, and it will it'll suck forever you know yeah like, well because that was the whole thing it was supposed to be um they wanted to do a cross between if i look at my notes cor- correctly here it was a star wars and um hard day's night yes there we go yeah there you go. That was supposed to be the intent. Uh, not because there was a lot of problems during production. Like the script wasn't even like finalized. It was a whole mess behind the scenes, right? Like, so- well, and, and I'll, I'll push back a little bit on what you were saying on Mars, because, you know, if you want to talk about a stall, a small star Wars star crash was released in 1978. You know, that's one of the more notorious star Wars ripoffs. And that had a budget of 4 million. I love Star Crash because we have the country trucking robot, you know, like exactly. <laughs> so love. two two million even back in nineteen seventy eight. I mean, it wasn't nothing. It, I, no, but, I ran it into an talking, inflation calculator. It comes out to around nine million today. But, but it wasn't for, a huge, huge amount of money for a TV budget. It's it, it was large, but when yeah. you're talking about Star Crash, relatively, 
being an Italian, like a knockoff, like, like, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but like <sighs> star crash, but also like that, yes. all the money in star crash didn't go to the country talking robot. No, like that's it true. got, it got no. spread out all through production. Yeah, some of them went to David Hasselhoff. We on we know that. <laughs> so I, 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 I will, I will say that the, the budget considering obviously the band of being kiss super huge, but then the amusement park that they're at, to rent out an amusement park, or at least for certain scenes, that's a lot of money. But also I to mean, imply that Magic Mountain is like a death trap, would never, <laughs> it would never happen now, right? Like it would. And be, there's, there's even a scene where you can see that it says Magic Mountain on one of the like rides. Like it's not that they, that they were like, oh no, you can't use our name here. Like like um in in family like in the Griswold's vacation film Vacation. Yeah. You don't know that it's not Wally World. No, but I love that. Like the, you the, don't see the, anything the, uh, about Magic the, Mountain. The octopus ride was like, you know, like, oh, it might kill people. Like, oh, I put super turbo engines. You know, it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. What was your intent to kill people anyway? But under regulation, you know, anyway. So, yeah. No, but I love that, like, we have multiple roller coasters in, like, an established park. And somehow... We need to bring Kiss to a parking lot to to make our money back. That's very confusing to me. Anyway, continue, please. Everybody. Well, I mean, it's still it still really kind of does happen where concerts are being held at amusement parks. Um, I remember one time that I was at uh, Cedar Point again, a local amusement park to us in Ohio. Um, there was a Christian festival um, <laughs> in the parking lot, which it was a Christian rock festival, and I was like. Huh. I was like, but then I found out that there was a band that I kind of like called Skillet. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like, not a huge oh, band. Oh, Skillet's like, kind of I don't like, lean towards the Christian no, 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 part no. of it. Skillet is Creed Kirkland. I get it. Continue, please. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Richard, I was like, oh, chime in. Maybe. I'm not wrong. Please, Richard, tell me. I'm not wrong about that. I, I, um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to a lot of varieties of rock and hard rock I, and metal. I, okay, I, I, I just keep, I, I just keep trying to work in that Magic Mountain is a great cathedral song. Uh, that's that's all. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I don't yeah, know. There, there, there was a Christian Christian rock festival at Cedar Point, and I was like, this is still a backdrop. Like at the very least, it's a backdrop. That's really cool because not only are you having people that are gathering in an area for something as cool as Cedar Point. But they might also participate in something like a Christian rock festival, like or okay, yeah, yeah, you know, praises, praises like, uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I ahead. just I think that it's 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 an interesting concept because it's like music is also something that can bring people together, just like you know an amusement park. And it's like yeah, I think so, that's so, kind of okay. like the, it, with the backdrop there. It's like it makes sense that like a huge rock band might be there in the California area. So when you were there, like part of that crowd, were you convinced to tear it down, tear it down, tear it down and cause chaos? Well, that was the one that was the band that was, uh, being, uh, yelled at. And, uh, uh, they were being driven off the stage. Don't forget that. And I believe, uh, the lyrics that you were trying to, uh, sing right now, uh, rip, rip, Rip and destroy. 
Yeah, you're right. Sorry. For, Which I, I love the fact that that forgive uh, me. Forgive that me. I said them wrong. Get him, audience. Get him. <laughs> Tear it down versus yeah, I, rip I find it, it rip funny it that the that the lyrics that uh, that uh, Devereaux changed them to were kind of more metal than some other crit, uh, Kiss lyrics. I. I I don't know I I don't know if they were getting pissed off of the song or if they were getting fired up to rip and destroy. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> no, no, sorry, sorry. Seek and destroy. Yeah, they should have. Yes. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah. They should have just played God of Thunder, which is the most metal song they ever did. Hell Fair yeah. enough. Well, they did well, that in, uh, outside of uh, the court. Unholy, the unholy is probably the most metal oh, song they ever did. Yeah, Such a yeah that's, that's a really fair. good song. <laughs> That's a damn good song. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Let, let's wrap it up because this is, um, it's kind of like um, a watch once, be frustrated with it and be gone with it. I'll say with it, say that that's it. I, I appreciate what was trying to go on. Um, my God, this was a tough watch. All things saying, saying. so uh, Mars, you've seen this multiple times. Where are you at with it again? It'll be a while. (laughs) 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 And it it had been a little while. Okay, fair enough. It's an anniversary kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, The Algora, where are you at with this? Man, I'm glad I saw it because this has been a notoriously bad film, you know, the butt of so many different jokes that have ever been a, a testament to hubris, a testament to just the weirdness of the 1970s pop culture. I'm glad I saw it. I don't think I'll be ever be inclined to watch it again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Richard, where are you at with this? You watched this twice. Um, you watched this twice. I'm so sorry. Continue. I did. <laughs> hey, hey, what one and a half, if you consider everything I cut out whenever when I was going through it the second time. But um um I I mean I I found things to like and not like about it. At on one hand, it might have been the longest episode of Scooby Doo I ever saw without Scooby and Shaggy. I was kind of disappointed in that. But <laughs> But there was some badass um, groovy music that was going on in the background. Gene Simmons has got nothing on um, Slow Mo Lou Ferrigno from the 1970s, but I've always been a honk for the Hulk. But <clears throat> but still, though, it, it's. Yeah, it. it ah. Yeah, it is what it is. I, I mean, again, and like I say, I'm, I'm when I'm coming to this, I'm coming to this as uh, someone who's, <coughs> excuse me, neither a lover nor a hater of Kiss. So they're just kind of there for me. And and I can say this now, and in 10 years, I might fall in love with Kiss. I don't know. I've, I've you know, long given up saying I'll never like band X or band Y. But um, I can also at least keep firmly in my mind. All right, this this time and place and age, which I had mentioned earlier. It's like if I saw this when I was a kid, I might have thought this was the most amazing thing ever. And then uh, I think to Mars, Mr. Mars's point, coming at it later, I'm like, eh. yeah, some of the shine may have come off. But right, having seen it now uh, this past week, I'm like, eh, yeah. All right, it's, Terry, it's where a, you at? It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. Uh, there's a bit of sentiment there that I agree with Richard. Uh, 
I, I, I like if I had seen this as a child, it, it probably would have been like a like I, with stars in my eyes, and then I would have shot laser beams out of only one of them. <laughs> Um, it, <laughs> would you have been a star child, Terry? I, I could, I could have. There was a, there was a possibility, um, but I didn't complete my training. Um, <laughs> I, there was, there's a lot of fun to have here, and I guess I will watch it again. I'm glad I saw it because I'm kind of the completionist in a sense when it comes to my fandom of Kiss. Like seeing Kiss this year, and then finally seeing this film. It come it comes kind of full circle in a sense. Um, they actually just played Cleveland just a, a week and a half ago too. So I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it because of my wife. Oh, uh, but you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just one of those things that I'm like, maybe if there, it's the right setting, I would totally watch this again. If I could get a physical copy of this, this would be my uh, the baby. Uh, for my friends. Oh God! So, <laughs> maybe I would show that to my friends. Uh, and be no, like, no, no, hey, no. You guys, uh, you guys full, like full stop, full stop, full stop. Mars, have you seen the baby? Mars, like, he's like, he's no, like uh, no. You've not seen the baby. All right. Well, watch the baby because the four of us know what's <laughs> oh, going on. Christ. Oh, like, if you have if you have the ability to watch Shutter. Um, mm-hmm. Even Joe Bob covered it. Really? Mm-hmm. The baby is—it's is, a great film. Don't listen to me. Oh, it's a, it's I know about the, I know about the baby. <laughs> I have not seen the baby. A friend in particular that is on this podcast right now showed it to us blindly oh, at a movie theater. No, so yeah, uh, yeah, no spoilers. A couple years ago. Like as the pandemic was ending, like I ran out of theater, invited like twenty people. We had, we were spaced out, and I showed them the baby. <laughs> it was the whole thing for my birthday was I wanted to watch everybody else react to the baby, and it was spectacular. That's all I gotta say about that. It was so good. Anyway, sorry. Continue, please. Yes. Yeah, it was. Just, it's just one of those films that I think that it's like. It's a shared experience that makes it that much more fun, and no, that's and why I, like, be, I, I would love yeah. to have a like a physical copy of it. And I don't know if it like a good copy exists. It was very difficult to find this as just like a streaming media. No, but you're right. I think it'd be way more fun to show this to a group of people, uh, words and all. I think it'd be a lot of fun. But like watching it by itself, it was tough going. So I agree with you on that. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I align with everything, and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun in its own way. <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up wrap us up for our discussion about Kiss meets the end of the park. Uh, before we get on to the game, which is going to be um, I don't know, it's going to be weird. Um, let's let's get into some plugs. So, um, uh, Donovan Mars, where are you at right now? Like, what are you doing? I'm in my basement. <laughs> catch me at my basement catch me at my basement um, you can catch me every I, uh, I believe it drops Thursday morning uh, on the Force Insensitive it is a Star Wars podcast where four dudes uh, mansplain Star Wars shows um, for uh, about 
uh, a 20 minute episode of a Star Wars show for about four hours every week. Um, <laughs> oh, you've not been on this show. Congratulations. <laughs> and um, no, uh, it's it's the the it's four guys who um, are from everybody is uh, ab- about a television or a movie generation apart. Um, you know, there's me who saw star Wars in the theater and, um, Alberto who originally, who the first, like his star Wars was, you know, Phantom Menace and the prequels. Um, and you know, a couple of dudes that fall in between that. And, um, you know, we just talk about, uh, the star Wars, uh, Disney plus star Wars shows. And because of the strike going on right now, we're actually going to, uh, start discussing the original trilogy starting next week or the week after. Um, so that's, uh, you can find it force and sensitive, uh, on all pod catcher things. And you can also find me, uh, on my blog, which is on Facebook and, uh, you know, just a web search away, uh, which is transmissions from Mars. I, I can't, I can't spell. Um, I don't have a grasp on, uh, grandma or grandpa. And, um, you know, so I thought naturally I would start a thing where I write about things and, uh, I am three quarters of the way through my 31 days this week. So, uh, check that out on transmissions from Mars. And lastly, um, I have been secretly, uh, recording, uh, with my band, uh, the deadites, uh, for a little bit over the last few months. So, um, we only oh, yeah. stopped uh, to run a haunted Halloween attraction that one of our bandmates uh, builds for the children of a town we all live in. So uh, that should hopefully come out sometime next year. But but uh, knowing my band, don't hold your breath. But uh, that's everything I'm doing. No, 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 no. Like, shout out your um, constant um, support for your cat doodles, please. Oh, yeah, and uh, thank you. Um, so I have a uh, a cat who has uh, been through with me through a lot, and about uh, a few years ago, she had a like a, some sort of a strange stroke um, in the lower part of her body. At the time, had gotten paralyzed, um, and she since is through that and walking. But that is through the generosity of. Uh, a lot of people who helped me cover her astronomically expensive medical expenses. Um, and, uh, you can, what's funny is thanks to, uh, our mutual friend, Mr. King, uh, I was just looking at the GoFundMe. Um, but, uh, you know, you, I will get it to be in the show notes. Um, but if you follow me on Facebook, I'm always posting about it. And the band always like, uh, the deadites, my band, the deadites, which I don't think I said that, uh, always posts about it. But, uh, I, um, for my cat to live the quality of life she's living, she takes a, uh, a blood thinner pill that is like a, you know, when she started taking a few years ago was just like, kind of like, you know, not like experimental or anything like that, but it was like the new hotness of, of that sort of thing. And that's like $20 a pill. Um, so it's really expensive to keep her going. Uh, I don't want to make it sound like a car, um, because I love her dearly. It's really, it's, you know, like her medical upkeep would not be, 
possible for a guy who up until recently ran a toy store for a job. Um, no, I'll make sure so, for, for my, my limited uh, footprint, I'll make sure to put out the, the cause I know, I know I've donated not enough. You I sure apologize. have. No, just, no, 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 no. Like, like I, I really appreciate it. And, and like I said, she's upstairs right now sleeping on a futon that a bandmate of mine gave her to be in her own room. Um, living like a queen and she has no idea that she survived <laughs> through the kindness of a lot of strangers. No, you know, ca- cats don't know helping. the cats. All yeah. Just, yeah. So, we'll, we'll so, but thank you for that. bringing yes. that up. I yes. never, I never think of that like an asshole. So thank you so much. Yes. All right. And, uh, the El Goro, like you do all the things. Like. <laughs> well, if you want to hear more from me, I do a weekly podcast called the Talk Without Rhythm Podcast, which is a movie discussion podcast. Uh, normally, I pick two films that are somewhat tied together by a theme and discuss them. But of course, this being October, it's when things go a little bit nuts. So I'm very deep into my 31 days of Halloween, where again, every day I watch a horror film I've never seen and record a brief podcast about it. At the time of this recording, the most recent episode would have been day 26, wherein I discussed uh, Open Water 2, Adrift, and also spent most of the recording just saying, these guys are idiots, this is what they should have done. (laughs) Yeah, I'm halfway through it. I agree with that, so yes. Um, uh, Richard, uh, uh, as for the main episodes of the podcast, like I said, I've been going through various horror franchises. The episode that is coming up this Sunday will be the uh, another Child's Play episode of uh, the fun films in the franchise, Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, all right. Yeah, I appreciate that. And also, I, I've been listening to your, um, was it uh, Open Water Adrift Part 2, which is not a Part 2. Listen yeah, because it's yeah. just his own thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, the author of that, um, have you read the books? I read the first book. Um, the, the gentleman that wrote the books that are behind the ring series. I, yeah, I read I've never the, read his books. Oh, the first book's really, really good. Anyway, so neither here nor there. Richard, where can people find you and the things you do? Well, much like, uh, much like Mr. Mars, I'm in, I'm in the basement. But, um, <laughs> not his though. Not his. That, oh shit. All right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm in mine, but, uh, but no, um, it's dark fun. down here. I believe. I, I thought. I thought it was like a people under the stairs kind of situation. <laughs> well, let's let the less we speak of that, the better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, um, who, who, I, who um, wears a gimp suit? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm. I'm just, <laughs> I might wear. Shush. Is it my week? No. Um, uh, but anyway. <laughs> No, but um, I um, uh, every once in a while I'll uh, I'll write. Actually, I'll write a lot, but uh, damned if I get published. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but at any rate, um, you can find me either at uh, Richard Staving Writes on Facebook. But um, I uh, I haven't touched that at all in years. So you can find me on the old uh, Facebooks or on uh, on um, what's that other one? Uh, Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. Um, that's at Richard Staving. Um, I'm also on Blue Sky. I'm, I'm there now. And that's at Richard, Sk- Richard Staving, Richard whatever Skavings. the Blue Sky stuff yes. is. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh, the last name spelled like starving, but take out the R. 
Um, but um, also, and um, and actually, uh, uh, Dynamo Mars. What do you what do you play? Huh? Instrumental. Oh, what? I thought I thought you could see that I was playing Sleeping Dogs. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's dark. No, it's dark. No, 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 no. Yeah. You appreciate. He's part of the Dynamites. I also can I just say that like. Like I listen to a lot of like synthwave things, mm-hmm. and like I, I need you to know that like unrelated, your band showed up in my algorithm, which I think is like the greatest compliment. Like just like it's just one of those things. I'm like, oh shit, I know this guy. I know them. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes. I've I have nothing to do with why my band is is I, I I've surrounded myself with very talented people. Um. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm well, the I'm the Peter I, I I'm the Peter Chris of my band. Like I, I don't oh play God. drums, but I don't I don't have any power. <laughs> Did you pretend to play drums? No. It, yeah, you, I walk you, on you, a, I, I can walk on a fountain. <laughs> All right, well that, that's that's better than I can do. I can barely yeah. walk. Period. Yeah. But um, I I sing when I absolutely have to in my band. Um, but there's a couple of really good singers in my band, so I've I've yeah. made myself obsolete. So, no, but I'm saying is like I just I, I promise you, like like for as much as I've been like digging into like like you talked about like the Depeche, Depeche Mode and things, like mm-hmm. it showed up. I'm like, oh shit, I know these people. <laughs> it was one of those things. It was it was wonderful. I'm like, oh goddamn, like I know. Oh, thank you, thank you, YouTube, for bringing this to us. So yeah. Anyway, so, but but Richard, you've written things that have been published. Like, let me like shine a light on that, please, and thank you. Tell people. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I have a story out there that's in um, Dim Shores Presents Volume One. The story is called um, "Silver Bells and Cockle Shells," and um, uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty snazzy. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and also, um, if you go to the same places, or if you also go to the Instagrams where you'll see me listed as RH ba- RH base where I'm go under my nom de plume or yeah. nickname of or nickname of Herm. Um, I play a lot of bass, whether it's electric or upright. And um, I'm in um, classic the Bartlett cover. trio. What's up? The Bartlett trio. Yes. Yeah. That's my, uh, <laughs> that is my jazz band. Yeah. The Michael Barlow trio. Yeah. And, um, I also play in a classic rock cover band, uh, Rust Valley revival, which we've been playing a lot. We actually but played it. need a, to come out to the Ohio area. No, no, oh, I no, no. Loved he, he showed up at Quite some you. West Virginia things that was super racist. Like almost, Oh green, yeah. Almost oh, green yeah. room racist that was gross that was weird anyway yeah continue yeah yeah we we went to a it was a biker bar that was outside and one, one guy told our drummer well we don't allow colors here and my drummer said oh yeah you know biker colors and the guy says no i don't mean those kind <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh i'm laughing because Lord. it's horrible oh, that's why I'm that's laughing. uncomfortable yeah yeah, anyway. yeah well yeah yeah all right cool. But uh, but yeah, so that that's that. And actually, funny enough, today before the show, I got I got called into another gig for um, um, every year. I have a standing gig with a local high school where I'm a ringer playing upright bass for their musicals. And through that, I got another one today for their upcoming for another school's version of Beauty and the Beast. Well, is the beast like a southern synthesizer? Is like, is he is a Confederate? Is what's going on? It's like whatever. 
No, um, it's it's not in West Virginia. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all everything's right. not all about race ball. Wow. Oh. Wow. 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 All right. Oh, I, I didn't all know right. you were like that. All right. No. All right. All right. Okay. Let, let's wrap this up. <laughs> no, but at any rate, I'm, enough blabbing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's just move on. Are you all ready to um, the four of you? Are you ready to argue about candy? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? What? What do you and Terry do, Paul? Oh, son of a bitch. All right. So. Terry and I, oh, yeah, I'm like, like, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know? it, it doesn't <laughs> That's right, buddy. I, I got your back, brother. Okay. Don't thank you. you. I'll, 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 I, 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 well, my, my first appearance was on this podcast too. So that was my introduction to the podcasting world. So thank you, Paul. And then I'm yeah. now the bastard child of all of it. What? No, bastard <laughs> child of 1,000. What was it? Whatever it was. 1,000 um, bastards. Whatever it was. Anyway, so yes, Terry and I do a podcast called Strange Highways. Um, we, we're like a super into the 80s iteration of the show. Good, but otherwise, I would say. Yeah, we're like. We're like wrist deep now. No, no, no. We're not even wrist deep. I'm talking like um, fist deep. It is. We're fist deep into the 80s iteration. And we're about to do, we're about to talk about the the, uh, update to the after hours, which is one of the, one of the um, bigger, like preferred episodes of the Twilight Zone. Uh, Terry, spoilers, not great. (laughs) <laughs> well, well, yeah. well, my friend, there has been a lot of bad road um, to yeah. quote you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, 40 miles it's bad been a lot road of fun. to quote uh, James Cameron. So it's going to be yeah. a little weird. We're going to have a we're going to have a guest. We'll get to there when we get there. Uh, we're going to do the 80s iteration update of the after hours. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. So anyway, so um, are we all ready to um, just judge some candies? Like everybody involved, are we ready to judge some candies? Let's yes. do it. Let's do it. Do it. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> Somebody had to take the babysitter home. Then I noticed she was sitting on her sweet can. I grab her sweet can. Oh. Just thinking about her can. I just wish I had her sweet, 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 sweet can. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, that's more for the old girl. Oh, Mr. Simpson, don't take your aggression out on me. Stop it. <laughs> so, sweet can. all right. Mr. Milo. Yeah, no, I'm just, okay. So I have a, I have, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to make some teams. So I'm going to put um, Richard and Terry on the team. And oh, yeah. um, Mars. Power couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're Yinzers, you know. Like, yeah, we got the power. We got power. What? 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 Yeah. All right, you, yeah, yeah. You guys accept uh, fries on stuff, everything, right? And then I'm gonna put Mars and El Gore Hossman, the Hossman right again, and the Yinzman, right? So, all right. All so right. I have a, I have um, a lot of different um, candy versus things here. That that's the game. Um, so I'm going to ask the both, the, the four of you. All right. So, uh, Richard and Terry, um, uh, one or two real quick. Where are you at with this? One. 
Yeah. So you guys are going to debate these different candy types, right? So, all right. So you picked one. Sweet tarts versus bottle caps. Debate it. Mm. Against uh. each other? No, no. Okay. You two. Well, I, I think, okay. well I, I think sweet tarts are obviously like easily approachable. You can find them in any store and they're pretty tasty and colorful. Okay. Well, first of all, you're wrong. No, no, no. You're and on the same team. You're no. on the same team. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I stand by my rules were not explained. Yeah. No, I'm saying like the, both of you are on the team and then Al Goro and Mars on their own team. So please. Sweet tarts versus bottle caps. So pick the thing and fight it. Okay, so I, I, I'm guessing they're going to be uh, team sweet tarts. Yes, I didn't explain okay. it. Quite, I didn't explain it right. So yes, the both of you, please explain sweet tarts versus bottle well, caps. I'm just going to say that you have a decided advantage over me, insofar that I don't know what the hell a bottle cap is. What? So, <laughs> okay, Mars, I get, Mars, Mars, this is on Mars. you, brother. You're no. going to have to de- dig deep into your vast knowledge of all things candy. <laughs> Mars, I'm please, sure you've been sm- uh, snacking on it right now and to um, explain the superiority of the bottle cap. So the bottle cap is like a big sweet tart. Yes. Oh, it's a Wonka. So it's a Wonka. Yeah. It's a Wonka thing, right? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. It's it is. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it is uh, it is delicious and sweet, and it also does not have uh, the weird dusty residue that sweet tarts have. Look, it's a good snack to have when you're playing pool. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. Okay. When you're playing pool, <laughs> do you yeah. eat candy while you're playing pool? <laughs> Only sweet tarts. It's very chalky. Terry's trying to liken the the bottle caps to uh, chalk, and Look, I'm, I'm no, gonna have to swap out teams here. Debating here, me, me and Mars, like we're we're aligned brain. on this one. Oh, okay. Because I'm 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 all about the bottle caps. <laughs> they're they're wonderful. You're on the trail. You went ahead of me. You jumped all me. Right. The debate wins. The debate rests. Bottle caps win. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Wow, I didn't expect that to go that quickly. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> go back to eating your pool chalk. Oh, I love it. I, I love it so much. Pool, all, right, all right, all right. And I will win against all you mofos because you're going to have sticky fingers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the next one. Um, all right. Um, all right, so I'm going to ask um, Terry and Richard and uh, my, my teammate. Yeah, your yeah, teammate. Okay. Oh, oh, shit. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, goddamn. Don't besmirch the good names of bottle caps. <laughs> you guys are together. And then um, Dynamo and the Algoro. So, um, like, I'm going to ask you one or two, meaning one uh, for Terry and, and, you know, Richard or. And <laughs> you know that guy. That guy. Where are we at? What you guys who has the right, uh, the right opinion here? Huh? Yeah. Wow. 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 Where are we at? Come on. Two. Two. All right. So Mars picked two. All right. So, all right. So Terry and Ian, you have, sorry, Terry. Oh, shit. 
Terry and uh, Terry and Richard. Oh, I revealed somebody. So uh, Terry, Richard, um, Tootsie Rolls. That's where we're at with this. Richard, go ahead. Or Milk Duds, which is the El Goro and uh, Mars. Okay, so you guys are Team Tootsie Roll. <laughs> okay. Hey, my Tootsie Roll. My Tootsie Roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the rest of the song, but just, you know, it's my Tootsie Roll. Imagine a lot of big bass thumping behind my head. Cause it, it, it's just like a, a, like a pinball kind of thing, like where it like just bobbles around and like comes back to us, or like what what's no, going on here, Terry? As far as come on, come on, man up, make a decision, please and thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, what I like about the Tootsie Roll in general is not only can you find the chocolate, albeit as questionable a to- chocolate taste as it is. But you also have varying flavors of Tootsie Roll. I mean, That's you have fair. your kind of lime I, um, out I, there. I did you limit. Kind of I did limit to, to the chocolate Tootsie Roll because I what? there was also the. Oh. What do you mean? What? You oh, heard no. me. What? What? You must defend the most basic of Tootsie Rolls. Oh, Go forth. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, at least it's not a milk dud. Oh. <laughs> You see, and I would expect you to say that because anybody who would support the Tootsie Roll reveals to themselves that they have the palate of a child, a real man, a real man of of substance, dives deep into the sugary, chocolatey, caramely confection that is only known as the Milk Dud because it takes strong jaws. It takes Mm -hmm. strength. To get through a box of oh goddamn, well, right. I love, I love, however, I love however, how how hard, please, please, how hard, wait, 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 wait. Um, I believe it's in the name right there. Milk dud. The candy itself is a dud. It is non. It is a non candy. I'd rather be a dud with a hard consonant sound than a sweet dud, little tootsie. Dud. The old dud. I've, hey, Algora, I have a question for you. Yo. Is there a cooler place on earth than the movie theater? Absolutely not. And at the movie theater, can you get a, a delicious, a big box of Tootsie Rolls? Ne- never that I've seen. But can you get a big box of Milk Duds? Absolutely. And if you're some kind of maniac, you can even mix it into your popcorn. I do that. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you have a loose tooth, what could you finally pry that some bitch out with a tootsie roll? Oh, Terry. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Where thank can you. one find the delicious log <laughs> that is otherwise known as a tootsie roll? Oh, and no, get, not just not just relegated to out. the movie theater. Oh, God, no. But it can be found, say, anywhere. Yes. Yes. Mm. The tootsie roll does not discriminate. It's only to movie theaters and such. So all basically, over the place. as opposed to the duds that the two of you speak of, I think so. Tim basically, you're like supporting a populist candy. <laughs> so we've established that Tootsie Roll is the basic bitch of candy. Right. It's the bottom bitch, man. That yeah. shit holds the world up. The bottom bitch. A lot of, a lot of people like being bottoms. Read your oh, pimp. Right. It's the bottom bitch. Oh, this is way better than I thought it would be. I appreciate that. So, all right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna give that to the Tootsie Rolls. 
No, that's fair. Oh, that's fair. You get. You guys wanted it more. I, I had to really reach for the milk duds. But I'm surprised <laughs> yeah, you guys, I'm I'm surprised you guys didn't go for the obvious plays. one. I was yeah, saying, Oguru, if you if you went for the Homer Simpson swim my pretties, I'd have had to give it to you. There you are. But <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go for the obvious because uh, it's all about you know the Tootsie Pop. Well, everybody wants to get to that Tootsie Roll center of the Tootsie Pop. Ooh. I don't know, Pop. Paul kind of poo-pooed me on the flavor, so I'm thinking he might have gone to the that way with the Tootsie Pop, too. Yeah, well, yeah he might have. have been like, no, no, no. Yeah, you've got to have that little candy. brown poop candy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought it looked like crayons, so I always questioned the kids that were super into Tootsie Rolls because they seemed like crayon eaters. Yeah, yeah I, I questioned it when I rolled it too. I was like, "What is this?" All right, so the next one, in my opinion, they're both kind of the last at the, bo- the bottom of the so. bag. It's like, oh, oh I can now. All right, I got some d- duds and some tootsie rolls. Right? That one. Here's the conflict. This is going to be. Uh, we're not like we're going to lose some friendships here. Let's put this. All one. right, uh, okay. Kit Kat versus Twix. Where are we at? Where are we at? Wait, who's 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 whose side? Um, you guys tell me. Let somebody shout it out. Oh, I'm gonna back cat. Twix 100% on this. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. so we got Twix with uh, the Alguero and the Mars. We got um, Richard and Terry for right. Kit Kat. Well, Mars lead us off on Pro Twix. Well, I mean, when was the last time you had a Kit Kat? I had one earlier today, and you know what? They don't taste that good anymore. But a delicious <laughs> Twix—that's <laughs> practically a meal. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rebuttal would have to be: Have you seen the Kit Kat lately? Uh, they have like birthday cake. They have no, you're not allowed to talk about different flavors. We have established this. Mm, no. Right. What about what about the Big Cat? Oh, the Big Maybe. Cat's amazing, Ernie, but that's Ernie not Ladd. part of this. Yeah, he, he, he's been, he's been, uh, what about big cat? Juicing. But the big cat. The big cat has been juicing. Big cat here. with a cat. Okay. Bundy, yeah. you stupided yourself out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, no flavor, uh, all right, no flavors outside. All right. The crunch, the, the, uh, the ability to share with somebody, even a friend who has a friend. Who has a friend? Hey, brother, I got one cat for you too. We are here together. Yeah, because there's four uh, pieces. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. You are like scarfing three. You asshole. Yeah. What what kind of maniac shares their candy? <laughs> <laughs> there's well, four. Obviously there's only I'm five obese. of us. I'm, I'm medically obese. Uh, not normally I am I, but I'm also trying to argue my point right now. All right, here. <laughs> Here you are talking about the crunch of a Kit Kat. Do you know what lends the crunch to a Kit Kat? It's a wafer. Do you know what's involved in a wafer? Mostly air. Do you know what's magic. inside the very no, celebrated I call that Twix? Magic, my friend. Nope, it's mostly air. What's inside of a Twix is shortbread. Shortbread <laughs> from the highlands of Scotland, smothered yep. in the smoothest layer of caramel, wrapped entirely around with milk chocolate. Oh, brother, the Twix is where it's at. I got, I got the mic drop right now. My oh boy, wife's favorite candy is Kit Kat. So I can't argue against her. So you better give me this win. Drop. Ah, uh, give me a break. 
I'll tell you what you. Wow. I'll tell you what you would never oh, God share. God damn it! God damn it! All right, continue, please. Hey, I'll tell you what you never share a Twix. Yeah, you get two of them. They're both for you. Yeah, and you know what? There's less. Two there's less four. judgment when it comes with a Twix. You're allowed to eat that Twix however you want. But if you were to mm. eat a, a Kit Kat from the broadside, people look at you like you're a maniac. There's a lot of judgment amongst the Kit Kat community, and I myself will not stand for it. And who, and who you're, would you're, even want to finish fat, that Kit Kat? Your fat friend, A.E., me, Terry, is going to be looking at you with the eye of judgment every time that you take that next bite. All right. I, you know, just remember that. Just remember <laughs> next time we're at Wasteland. Even though I'm sure you don't eat chocolate at all. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> you just look at chocolate and you're like, yeah, I don't need you. And then it cowers. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what he doesn't eat. Bad, powdery, cheap Halloween chocolate like a Kit Kat. <laughs> That's Where are you, Richard? I'm tagging. <laughs> he eats, he eats top shelf, top shelf candy. Yeah. I, why does this feel like a WWE thing right now? Like I'm tagging. I'm just like I'm crawling on the ground. I'm crawling on the mat, like reaching over to my. And you guys are just like elbow dropping me on the back. No, no, you're looking for the hot tag. Well, more well, I have, I'm trying to reach, but Paul Bear freaker. has me yeah. has me by, from behind. I can't, I can't help out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's send it to the judge. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, all right. <laughs> so there's, there's, no, there's no judgment. It's like, no, you, yeah, no, 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 if I'm in a vault setting, I, I love both of them. So that's not like, I do like both of them. So <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I, it's okay. Like I made a bunch of these. It's it. We're come on. Um, nerds versus runts. Come on. Somebody pick it up. Where are we at? Nerds. Yeah. I'm gonna go with nerds. Cause again, I don't know what a runt is. What? Oh my gosh! What? what? Oh, I gotta go with the, I gotta have to go with El Goro because I I've heard of runts but I've never eaten them. No, I've always eaten no, nerds. No, I, I will defend our team. Runts are amazing because runts? they have different that's, flavors. That, it's like they're fruit candies. It's just sugar oh, the fruit shaped. candy that yes. you get it like you get yeah, like one of those little uh, like the fruit that they are supposed to taste like. Yeah. Oh. Talk about breaking your teeth. Yeah. No. 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 Like I'm just, oh. build our runts, our runts are amazing. <laughs> Banana runs <laughs> like I, they they have shortened my life by a number of years. Like it's just you know like but, you know, banana runs are killer. Yeah, yes. they are all killer, no filler. Yeah. Ooh, and apparently Amazon sells them into banana runs in just one pound bags. Yeah. Okay. Well, what? Oh. I mean, for like you, for you know like what? ten bucks. I, oh, bro, oh, you can look, find them in the yeah, area. Can, can I convince a, you? There is a candy store in the area. No. Just El Goro, like I convince you to like eat pure sugar. <laughs> no, I've, had, I've now that now that now that you've pointed out what a runt is, now I know what it is. It's yeah. like okay, yeah. But my favorite yeah, was my favorite was the strawberry runts, but they they did like but banana was great too. So anyway, so yeah, nerd versus runts. If, if we are decidedly on the the runt side of this, I'm going runts all day because. You can say, all right, I don't like that flavor. And you could instantly just throw it away because you like a certain other flavor. It's already in the palm of your hand. Yeah. And also runts were never part of blizzards. But I think that like runts were like 
whatever. I just and runts runts were also available in um, candy machines. Yeah, that's Nerds. true. I do I do distinctly recall that, which is, seems terribly unsanitary thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah. Let, let's just put a bunch of the loose candy into a rusted out. Let's be fair. That was pretty much all candy, though. <laughs> that's I, I'd rather lick a kiss comic. <laughs> All right. When, blood, we were, blood when candy. we were young, we were tempered. Let's okay? do some blood candy. Yeah. And let me just say, while this this isn't a different flavor, it did have. I will count it for different branding that there were Halloween nerds that were called spooky nerds, which is uh, not the preferred nomenclature. They prefer to be called goths. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Right, yeah, and you found you found them at the in Lakewood. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, here, here we go. Here, like, let's Vocal just joke. burn through this. Three Musketeers. Versus Milky Way. Where are we at? Three Musketeers. Yeah, I'm team three Musketeers on that one. Uh, Milky Way all day. Because mm. mm. you, you got the caramel. You got the caramel. I, I, I think I think I'm three Musketeers. Oh shit! It's up to me. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Oh, I gotta make the decision. Milky Way. Uh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Like it's too bad it ended quickly because I was about to win the nerds debate. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I'm right there with you on the nerds. There's no way. Let's hear it. Bring it, bring it. I thought I thought you were. Oh, hear the shaking! I love it so much. Continue, please. Make it happen. What what flavor or flavors? Rainbow. It says. Purple <laughs> right, right, fair enough. Fair, fair play, nerds. Fair play. Yeah. I, dude. So next, Ron. <laughs> I, I earned my diabetes. Oh, Three Musketeers. I, Three Musketeers is the winner here. I just I don't know how you guys could think otherwise here. Right. Caramel, caramel, caramel. <laughs> right, that's all I gotta say. Sorry. All right, here we Sorry. go. Um. Reese's peanut butter cups versus Butterfinger. Where are we at? Peanut butter, butter, butter cups. I will kill anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> Butterfinger. Yeah. Butter butter I'm sorry. That was very, very fast. Reese. Where are we at? Where are we at? Dude, if I if I could get a Reese's like peanut butter cup like tattoo where I could actually lick it and it tastes like it, I, I would get that today. Yeah, I'm a, I'm abandoning my tag team partner. He's team Butterfinger, but I. Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> is the greatest candy ever made. Peanut butter cups. Okay. Doodles. Peanut butter cups. All right. Dude. All right. There's no, there's no, there's no way. There's no way. It's the best candy ever. Yes. And right. I mean, as Here much as I like having my jaws, you know, clamped shut as much as the next guy, gotta go Reese's. <laughs> they just don't, they just don't hold up anymore. Yeah. If Much like Kit Kat, put- they taste like they have like a metallic taste. It's just not good. No, uh, so like, even I if you I'm put like- if you put the political platforms <laughs> with Reese's at the front, I would vote for that person because of Reese Cup. <laughs> like, no, dude, but, let's go. No, Reese's. no, no. When I was working at Blockbuster, Left, there was a whole right, thing. Don't care. I promise, there no. was a whole thing with like the 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 pine trees, like the Reese Cup pine trees. People came in and they're like, "Oh, where's the Reese Cup like pine trees?" I was like, "Oh." I was like, it was a early frost, and they're all gone. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. 
And like, like the whole thing was like, I was trying to tell them repeatedly. I was messing with them. Like, oh, there's early frost. We didn't get like the like the peanut butter cups. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah, they believed it. So all right. So all right, we have a couple more. All right. So we have um. Oh, buh, 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 buh. I like how Ogoro is freelance right now because he abandoned you don't? his partner. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I win because I made that shaking sound. Uh, my cat is staring at me longingly, and I've been probably every cat in the neighborhood. All right, all right. Dots, dots versus hot tamales. Where are we at? Uh, I, I abandon my team altogether because if you choose either one of them, you lose. Disgusting candy. No. It's got a nice cinnamon flavor to it. I like it. You I, take I that think, one, bro. I think they're not that far <laughs> away from each other. I, I, I don't think they are. What, are. what are dots? Are they the ones on the piece of paper? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Dots, dots are the, the ones that are uh, just like the loose, and it's in a yellow container. <laughs> Are you thinking dipping dots? No, 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 no. dots. They're just, just called dots. dots. They're... I thought they were on paper, though. Mm. No, no, that's uh, that's uh, I can't remember what the hell they're called. Uh, I mean, they're oh. bullshit, no matter what they are, but dots are like but, um, buttons, I think they're called, or something. Yeah, like that. they're like gumdrops. Oh, yeah, 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 they're like gumdrops. Yeah, no, yes. I like those. I like those more than hot tamales. Yeah, you can have all those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, here's the next one. This is going to be. Oh, you got. I'm freelance now too. Ugh. You're going to be so mad. The teams me. have broken down. We're just, we're all, yeah, we're <laughs> all turned into, it's turned it's, into it's, a Royal oh, Rumble. You're, you're going to be chaos. mad at me. Junior Mints versus Sugar Babies. Oh, man. Junior Mints. Yeah, oh. Junior Mints. I'm on that one. Woof and woof. <laughs> Gross. What? Yep. Two, yeah, two thumbs down. Gross. Ew. Look, sometimes I just want to eat can- candy toothpaste, okay? <laughs> hey, you, you can have all of mine. So there you go. Yeah, so so where, where, where are you at, Richard and Terry? Where are you at? Oh, we're at a big thumbs down for both. I, I think. I'm just licking my skin because I'd rather have the saltiness of my own blood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be licking Terry's skin as well. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> all right, here. Oh, this is going to be. Oh, here we go. Airheads versus Sour Patch Kids. Airheads. Airheads. Sour Patch. Yeah, I'm going to go with Sour Patch on this one. Yeah, I got to be Sour Patch myself. Oh, Terry, you're wrong. Sorry, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back to my own flesh, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, 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 just lick your own skin, man. I'm done. (laughs) It is salty, but blood pressure is amazing. If if I'm going to go for like the salty sour candy, I'm actually going to go for a warhead. Oh, oh, I I, I thought I had that. I never got around to trying warheads. Order, order anything from fright rags. They always include warheads with their shipments. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. enough. So here we go. Um, Starburst versus Skittles. Starburst. Mm. All the way. Mm. All day. That was one of my favorite candies (laughs) as growing up. Terry, mm, that one's, gray, baby. That one's hard. But yeah, that, that's kind of a tough nut to crack right I'm probably going to go with Starburst if I can just get the pink ones. Oh! Yeah, I was going to say, I have to have a certain flavor of Starburst. That's really his favorite mean. color. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
<laughs> no, like I was looking up the candies. And it's like it specifically mentioned like the pink ones. Like no, no, Starburst. You what? know, I'm gonna go with Starburst because if you eat too many Skittles, <laughs> um, so I've been told, you will burn the roof of your mouth. <laughs> so he's been told. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But so just have a big old I'll, I'll bowl of Hodge. Skittles and Captain Crunch. <laughs> All right, so here we're at um, candy corn versus bit of honey. Oh, candy corn, 100%. Candy, candy, corn, candy corn all day. What? I actually like candy corn. I don't understand why the internet I hates it as much as they corn. do. Well, um, I do. Have you considered used to like candy corn, but then it changed. With no, or just... without scripture? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, no, 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 if we're going to no, no, get no. some Ephesians no, no, no. talk Sorry. on, then... Sorry, all right. but, let, um, me, let me find more the, the bit of honey doesn't have any... <sighs> I think the better question is candy corn or the little pumpkins. Those little... Oh, yeah. Dude, you know, I was a sucker are... for the big for the little pumpkins. Awesome. <laughs> pumpkins are where it's at. Yeah. Dude, but, uh, that is but, the uh, best. Now, now you want to talk ordering from places? Order from Sweetwater for any musical instrument or musical type stuff. You will get Ben of Honey sent to you as well. <laughs> of course. As well as flavored uh, Tootsie Rolls, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Pinky yeah, flavored. Mm, they're flavored. That's not the same. Why yeah, are you exactly. judging me? This, this My guy. God. Oh, oh, I'm judging. Judge, judge. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I think I think it's going to do us do it for because <laughs> <laughs> no, we I think we all lose. Yeah, yeah, we all lost because yeah, we watched Kiss. Is it we all lost because we watched Kiss? We all lost. No, we're running up against like you know it's three hours. My God. So anyway, so yeah, Jigsaw here. He's like, oh yeah, like. You already lost because you watched this film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We already think- lost because none of us are black ace Fraley. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this, this is. That's gonna be the na- name of my next punk band. Yes, black ace Fraley. No, I just, I just. <laughs> but God will damn. you play the groovy music in between Kiss songs? That's oh, absolutely. No. All right. Good. good. No, no, no. I'll, I'll like, be at that show. <laughs> Dude, no. I'm going to be at that show. <laughs> actually, if you need a bass player, let me know. No, there you go. I, <laughs> well, actually, it's just it's just going to be bass. There's going to be uh, five bass players on the stage. Yes! <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's just, It's been a mess, but it's been a lot of fun. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you for coming on. I, I appreciate it. It's been so much goddamn fun. I really, really do appreciate thank that. Thank you. Yes. This, was a, this was a blast, man. It was a blast. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah. So thank Anytime. you. Anytime. Yeah, thank you, Richard, uh, Terry, um, El Goro, and Mars. I, I, my God, like this has been, it's it's been a bomb for my soul. So I appreciate that. I really, really do. Like we would talk Same. about, yes, yeah. It's been some goddamn stupid talk tonight. So yeah, so <laughs> like I think that's going to wrap us up for this like this week. Um, we'll come back in a couple weeks on the show. We'll figure out what's coming next. But in the meantime, everybody, you know what? Have a happy Halloween and engage with um, the Algoro on his 31 Days Halloween. And you know what? Like, like I've done two episodes. <laughs> two, uh, sorry, Terry. Like, f- six episodes. 
like versus his, you know, like, you know, like my God, engage with him. It's a lot hey, of fun. Man, whatever makes the spirit special. It doesn't matter how much, how much you do, how little you do, as long as you make an effort to try to make this a good time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah so, feel the Halloween spirit. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of things going on and a lot of people are in, that feel like this is important to them. Feel that energy. Yes. Feel mm-hmm. everybody's energy. That's what's most important. And then share it with your neighbor. Get yeah. your hands off my energy. <laughs> can, can I come out of the stairs now? No. Yeah, no. Oh. no. Okay. Yeah. So in the meantime, have a good week. Have a safe week. And also, like, you know what? Have a happy Halloween. Like, you know, just enjoy. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the meantime, like, I don't know, like, um, just fight robot robots that make no sense. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. Oh, <laughs>